We're going to fine and dandy. Cheers. Hi, my name's Cameron, and you need to check out the Fine and Dandy podcast. You are now watching Fine and Dandy. Watch the Fine and Dandy podcast. Good shit. Hey, what's up? We're Solway, and you're watching, watching Fine, Fine and Dandy. Dandy. Hey, everyone. It's your boy, Blacasso, and you're tuning in with Fine and Dandy. You are now watching Fine and Dandy. Oh. Welcome back, you guys, to the Fine Danny Podcast. This week, we are back uh, with our guest, Mike Cruz. Some of you may know him. Some of you may love him. But he's here with us today, and we're glad to have him. Uh, I was shout to him, and I was really glad he responded back. And very thankful to have him in the studio today. Appreciate you for joining us, Mike. Appreciate it. Sir, how was the drive here, man? Pretty easy. Dude. Long. I it was 40 minutes, and it makes sense. I was having a good time. <laughs> he was having yeah. a good time. Yeah, I only saw about maybe two dumb drivers. Oh, dude, that's not bad, honestly. 40-minute <laughs> drive? Uh, I mean, yeah, I two know. dumb drivers is like average per 10 minutes, you know, yeah. like in yeah. Houston. So that is not bad, when honestly. When I got here, I was like, whoa, made it. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that like how spread out Houston is because like you say like 40 minute drive but it's it's not like 40 miles, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like, like on the highway a minute means something different than a minute elsewhere, you right. know? Like like and I think that's why uh I heard that Houston had really had a has a was ranked number 1 in like drunk driving and shit. Oh, I think Jesus it's because Christ. it's more fun. <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> not drunk driving, I mean driving. <laughs> Yeah, the I, drive. Saw, <laughs> I saw somebody's TikTok. It was like this week's episode of things that people wish existed in movies that already does exist already. And it's like uh, psychedelic speed racing, like from the movie Speed Racer type <laughs> shit with all these like different colors and everything going on. Yeah. He's like the real r world version. Drunk driving. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> or just taking psychedelics you ever drive and some the tunnels road? with lights and everything. You're like, this would be crazy yeah, if we, I was on drugs or something. Oh, fucking um what is that right. off of? Allen Parkway? Yeah, something like that. And you know what's crazy? Uh Allen Parkway Memorial Drive probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh those two are considered the rainbow roads in Houston for me. Like okay. the best roads in Houston they to are drive like, on. Like, they there. are like very windy oh, and dude, have curves and shit. That line opens up. I'm like, God damn. Every time I, I meet someone that lives somewhere else, especially on Xbox or like, you know, online or at a, at a rave, I'm like, what's what's your rainbow road out there? Like, what's your favorite road that you're like blissful as fuck, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Those are my two. Well, those are pretty good ones. I'm not going to lie. Because one, well, one, the lights and like you said, how the city opens up. Because there's that park right there off of Allen Parkway where you can like kind of see the skyline and everything. Yeah, it opens yeah. up real well. So that is a nice one. I, I like that one. I would say 59. One. It's 59 for me. Like going from here to Houston mm. in 59. Uh, yeah. Right before you get to the stuff. I'm trying to think. Uh, what's around there there's like a bridge you go under it also has like all the lights above uh, like above oh, you too like sorry <laughs> so i'm like oh shit I, i'd love driving over there not when the traffic's like peak because it's uh, absolutely shit but like at yeah. night when you're driving home especially from like a show or something you know there's nobody on the road so it's just just all the lights and you clear drive no yeah that home. shit's fire the, you're talking about the one with the bridge lights right yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that's the one fire. I remember someone had a um dinner like on the, they went on a date on the bridge at the back 
Bro, I've been seeing a lot of, like, people online doing, like, these dinner dates in, like, random spots. Like, just setting up a fucking, like, yeah. table, candle TikTok, lid and everything, bro. bro. Like, just yeah. random. Competition. Everyone's like, dinners. God, this motherfucker over here is <laughs> making up some shit. I gotta I be on guess, the fly. Bro. I guess I'm just sitting at it like, you could be doing this all the time. Like, you don't need a fucking camera phone. You could be just taking your girl on a date, but you needed like you needed a business a, some, out of it. You needed some TikTok clout today, so that's yeah. why you decided to take your girl on a date. That sounds like fun. <laughs> just uh, actually, I used to be a server too, so like mixing what I do raving wise and throwing shows and adding food to it. Like I really could probably have like a uh, an exclusive date and actually like serve them and yeah, do the whole shebang and all that. Got um when I used to live in San Francisco, I used to do catering out there and do the locations out there. I mean, every shift was a different address. Like venue type of locations? Venue, bro. After hours at the Science Museum in San oh, Francisco. Oh, shit. Like, on Yo. the top floor where no one's supposed to be at. Like, yeah. I was at places where I should have been at, like, and I'd never lived in California. Like, it, Just like, for, from this catering service? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it was, it was, it was a, like, the most premium catering service out there. Mm-hmm. So I always recommend anyone that lives um, or is living in a different state that like, get into catering. Get into a place that gives you an address, a different, every shift, every mm. week, different address. You, you get to see everywhere, you get to have special access, you know, and, and meet and new people, walk to the bus and network. Shit. Yeah, man. And then meet the people who are also like this one time I met someone from Houston in San Francisco. I'm like, dog, you're like my best friend right now. Like, <laughs> I was so happy. That's always <laughs> crazy whenever you like kind of meet some people, because I know Daniel, like whenever he went to E-Forest for his first time, he was it Forest, right? Where you ended up like your camp hey. mates were people that were from the same city that we lived in at oh. the time type shit. It's they're like, from Houston. They're like bruh, next door no neighbor camping and they're from like 14 Houston. states That's away. You meet some people that are like two cities down yes, type shit. Man. That's crazy That's, as fuck. That's, the most greatest feeling you could have at a festival, getting someone in your hometown. Actually, it was crazier. So it wasn't even he- – so, like, Dickinson is, like, let's say, what, 30 minutes from here? Now, there's a town right next to it called League City, and he lived in League City. Oh, and Dickinson's okay. where, like, we grew up and, like, shit. So we're like, damn, you were just next to us the whole – like, right, like, five and minutes. And you were at the whole time. Yeah. Wow. And we're in Michigan, just next-door neighbors. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy as fuck. That's awesome. It's like That's a little mini Texas in the – <laughs> in your campground. I feel like Texas is everywhere, though. Like, yeah. you go anywhere, you're going to run into some motherfucker. When I was working at Texas. Uh, Imagine Fest, uh, my boy Johnny, uh, he loves, like, geography and shit. And uh, he was looking. We were looking for a license plate. We were campground security, so we had to walk. You know, mm. We were bored as fuck, so we just walked the aisles of the cars and campers, making sure everything was all good. We were looking for license plates, Texas license plates. And I didn't know that you could look at where they're from if you look at the registration tag and see the county they're in. Mm. We were seeing people like, oh, Travis County, Harris County. And then there's one person, uh, they were from Harris County with the Texas plate. And uh, they, were in, they were in their tent. And I was like, uh, hello? <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are y'all from? And like, uh, we're from Houston. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then we met. And then they actually knew who I was. I, uh, He's like, I hope this isn't weird, but like, <laughs> you guys trying to chill? I know where you live. <laughs> 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 I was the uh, doing camping like security and stuff like that. It was cool. It was cool. Uh, I saw a lot of people that didn't care though. And that kind of like coworker wise. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, these people. The more they weren't caring, the more I was like, okay, th- I gotta fill in the fucking gaps on that. But it, we did. And you know, the people I went with, we did. Mm. Like the Houston crew took three homies, and we killed that shit. Like we we stopped a lot of shit, or not a lot of shit, but we uh we spoke protected up. a lot of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah well, we definitely spoke up, and you know, um, so at least they had us. And shit, maybe that's all you need for a- actually people who will look at shit in a team 
and you know, diligently and actually like count on each other and work together type shit yeah. instead of just because I think that yeah. is a like a common misconception where people are like I'll just like work for the festival and then I'll get like free tickets or whatever you know what I mean but like that takes you actually like being a responsible adult at that thing because oh, there are yeah. plenty of people that are choosing that not to be responsible and like I'm not saying that it's like on them or anything like that but there is should be that ab- extra level of protection yeah. that's why you're being hired is it's to be that cool. staff it's a cool type thing shit. to feel like damn like i'm the eyes that are supposed to be right i'm the eyes who are supposed to be looking you know like that's a cool feeling it, you do feel like a, a spy agent but not a snitch but like and it's spy, not to you say know? you can't have a little fun while you're doing it but it, it is to say that you should take it a little bit seriously because i mean there's a responsibility behind it that was cool i saw this one guy he uh Last day, co- the coldest night of the night or the weekend, and uh, I see this guy like laying on the floor next to his car. Oh, like you good? And he's like, uh, like sleeping and shit. And uh, I, uh, it was the last day, so people were leaving their uh, their stuff already. Like there was a whole tent, like set up tent, uh, pillows and 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 blankets. People in will there. leave all of that shit, bro. So they I, will. Yeah, I brought all this stuff from uh, people who already left, and I knew they left because I've been walking and I seen them left leaving you know still there so i brought pillows and blankets for this guy sleeping on his uh on the grass he had lost his keys he couldn't mm-hmm. get in and then uh i radioed to like the bosses i'm like yo yeah we got a guy over here da, da, da. Blah. and then like an hour later the guy's like hey did someone ask for a lexus and i was like yeah he's like where at and i i see the go-kart like up the hill driving i'm trying my flashlight yo i'm over here and as i get closer the lexus starts beeping and, and then when I get closer, they're, like, clicking, like, trying to find it. And it was exactly where I fucking called in the guy. Damn, that's yeah. crazy as yeah. fuck. And it, it was cold, bro. Like, he was going to be screwed, dude. I'd be, sure. like, imagining that because it's, like, it's it's got to be so easy to lose your keys out there. And it's, like, that's the, a lot of people drive out there like you like you did from fucking from Texas to Michigan, bro. Like, um, yeah, we did. Welcome we, back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically. So recovering from that drive. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's because it's, all right. Almost twenty four hours, but that you know that's straight. Like if you're the twenty, almost twenty four hours. Yeah. Like if you're just no Beaming stops, it. booking it. But you know you gotta make stops and shit. I'm not gonna lie, we we stopped to rest also, but yeah, it ended up being like thirty something hours of of driving Total. time. Getting there and stopping and everything, dude. And the, yeah, it was kind of brutal. But luckily we got there, <laughs> and then we set up. We we slept overnight. Like we got there in time. We planned it out because when we went to Lost Lands the first time, I went with the same person. We did not plan so well. Like, it was like <laughs> we, I think it took us also like twenty hours or something to get a little over twenty hours to get there, uh, with stops and everything. And then we just went straight. We set up the camp and just went straight into the festival. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, like no looking back, dude. Yeah, there was no downtime. I was like, that's the worst thing we could have ever like. Never no again. Naps, no, re- no recovery. Yeah, yeah fuck no that. Recovery from the drive. Yeah, first of all. <laughs> fuck no. We're getting there early, setting up. We're chilling. Not doing shit for at least a few hours. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck that. Not going shit. The drive, that, that's a part of the experience, and you got to soak that in and, and recover. That's a whole set, a whole fucking... A whole set. <laughs> like, <laughs> you you got you to gotta get some food after that one. Yeah, it really sure, is, man. though. It's brutal. Did you have uh, good holidays, too, man? The holidays were all shit, busy man. or what? Uh, I mean, shit, holidays don't really mean much to me, man. Uh, at least Christmas and New Year's Eve. I've been working my fireworks stand for like five to six years. Mm. So I'm really just chilling, and uh, those are really slow days. Like, I mean, not New Year's Eve or Christmas, but in between that, like, I'm there for like almost two weeks, and I love it. I mean, it's, it's like a little home away from home, little vacation, you know. Sometimes I have no customers for a 14-hour shift. 
I'm like, I ain't complaining, bro. I'm fucking, I'm chilling. Chilling, yeah. Yeah, I'm listening to music. I'm on my phone, like, working on content, whatnot. Like, I, I love it. I mean, I haven't really celebrated those holidays in a while. Thanksgiving, though, I hung out with my grandma. Um, had some lamb. That shit was juicy. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Good. I was like, damn. Juicy lamb. Fuck yeah, dude. My grandma's house, uh, haven't been there in years, like. But you own a fireworks stand? My bosses do. Oh, okay. And then I'm like the operator, manager. Oh, okay, cool. Fuck yeah. Uh, but they handle all the logistics and shit. Owning one, that's a whole, I feel like that's a whole different part. That's what I'm saying. Cause it's like yeah. you really only have like two windows of opportunity, like before Fourth of July and then like before like the New Year and stuff, everything like that. Yeah. So you like the rest of the year, you're just kind of like filling like filling space, right? Just taking up space <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, it's funny. Every time uh, uh, I'm coming, uh, the fireworks center always saves my ass financially. Always the brokest. <laughs> leading into <laughs> Christmas, and then and then eventually, uh, I didn't turn better way than i heard it <laughs> yeah fuck yeah dude yeah or, or left it whatever. only up from here dude yeah 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 no it feels fucking good man it feels definitely feel different bro like an actual significance uh and i don't know what it is like the other day new year's eve i drank and you know whatnot and um stayed up to like six in the morning and had a 14 hour shift the next day at 10 a.m 35 minutes away and um i was a little bit worried but i, I told I, I was with three people and i told them like hey I'm down to keep on like hanging out and play charades with y'all, but all y'all gotta put your alarms in right now and <laughs> make sure y'all wake me up, cause like that's the only way. Like I wanna I wanna stay awake, but like can y'all please put your alarms on for Splash me? Splash water on my face. Just, yeah. Oh, smack me if you need to. Always. Like, Everyone. Let me know that the fucking house is on <laughs> fire. I don't know yeah. what you gotta do. Get my ass out the bed, cause I yeah. need to go to work. And dude, I had like three hours of sleep, and then I went to work, and I told the I went with uh, one homie. He came with me uh to work he he always does every now and then he we meet him hang out there all the time and um and i was like hey if you could come with me can you please give me like at least two hours of sleep and you stay awake in the stand and i'll be sleeping in my hammock i have a little set up a little hammock in the corner that's sick as fuck oh so <laughs> sick and then um uh and, and he's like yeah man i got you i got you like get your sleep in tomorrow i'm like okay but all i gotta do is open it and then nap bro he slept for like 10 hours <laughs> he slept 10 hours in my car i'm like Whatever, but then I realized <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm like, dude, I never felt tired. Like, I felt great, and that was the first day of New Year's Eve. That's crazy. Of the 2024, and I felt amazing. I don't know Fuck what yeah, it was. Dude. That energy carrying you, man. Just going into the I'm next excited. year, brother. I'm excited for sure. New Year, new me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that at least 10 times this week already. <laughs> swear. You gotta ride that one till the wheels fall off, you know? <laughs> new Year, new me, man. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, every, every little thing. That's happening. Like New Year's Eve, every time someone says, see y'all next year, they're like, fucking. See you at the this, gym. Like, <laughs> this fucking guy. No, well, yeah. <laughs> he said, well, yeah, <laughs> Fuck, fucking hate those people. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but speaking of 2023, man, so I, I saw that you threw uh, Among the Haunted Woods. Yeah. What was that like for you, man? Was that like your first big event, like that on that scale? Technically, yeah. Uh, two day, um, two stages, camping, uh, Try to do the whole shebang. The main thing that really was a big difference for me was trying to have a full staff sheet and actually like being on the books with like hours and, and shift times and stuff like that. And uh, that really like um, was like the biggest part for me, like stress wise too. Like during the thing, dude. And, yeah, it, it was absolutely crazy. But it was a challenge that I fucking loved um, doing. Honestly, like I, I was really excited about that one. It was definitely the biggest. It was definitely uh, one of the first events I almost cried. 
during the event just over stress bro like actually like walking down i'm like looking around I'm like it was it was it was a lot it was a lot but a lot in a good way like i'm supposed to like that's my job you know and um yeah it was that it felt the biggest it was the biggest and um yeah another step in the right direction for me so well, yeah i'm okay, sorry no go ahead i was gonna say so was this like your like you said this was technically your first but was this your first kind of peek behind the curtain of like I guess making sure all of the things go smoothly in the way that like you used to kind of maybe go to a festival and be like, this is awesome. I'm having fun. But like, mm. I don't know how this is like really like working behind yeah. that curtain. I don't know who's the person yeah. making the calls and doing these things that basically like, pulling out their hair type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was this like your first kind of experience in that, like kind of seeing like, well, I would have to be that person to do oh, all no, of those no, things. Day no? one, bro. Day one. Day one, day one, <laughs> dude. Day one. I'm, I'm shaving years off my life, but it's all worth it in my opinion. Like I'm, I'm fulfilled. But yeah, yeah. Uh, um, oh yeah, yeah. No, everything. Like I know everything about that show. Everything mm-hmm. about all my other shows. Mm-hmm. Like down to like the fucking you know the amount of gas I had to spend leading up to it. Not really, <laughs> but but like I I would have known if I remembered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get you. I got you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, I don't really think about it too much. Right? And I appreciate the even talking about it, you know. Yeah, because I mean, I, I think that is a transition for, for everybody that, like, wants to work in the thing that they love, you know. It's mm-hmm. always, like, you start from this place of, like, I love doing this thing, but do I really know of, like, what it takes to get yeah. that thing off the ground? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, it's always interesting, like, hearing about that transition and seeing, like, the difference of that thing that you're seeing, you know? Yeah, I see uh, – I mean, I see people – new events that have been around um, throughout the years recently and uh, just the events and the actual people. And I'm – you know, and uh, I don't I don't understand how, like, they aren't going the extra, extra mile, you know? Like, and it's not, like, money-wise. It's just, like – effort wise and and i feel like that little extra effort you put into shows is what i don't see as much mm. and i only see that at in venues when there's like you know uh, established um crews stuff like that where they do go the extra mile but like once they go to extra mile they're staying at that mile because they're there every weekend mm-hmm. why not but when it comes to like you know one-off shows and stuff like that like you still got to carry that same uh effort at, that venues carry throughout the whole year you gotta put that all in one night mm-hmm. you know and i don't see that i don't see many people do that and uh uh that's the that's the shit that will you know could break someone because like if you're stressing over the small shit you know i i think you're i think you're in a good spot mm. okay that's i like that that's a good way of looking at it like i never heard someone put it the way like if you're stressing over the small shit then you're in a good spot because mm. i i have i usually people are like if you're stressing over the small shit maybe you shouldn't stress as much but you almost should good. be sh- Stressing about the details because the details are kind of what make every like the bigger picture come together. You know, it's almost one of those things where it's like it's like you're saying it's noticeable whenever you don't see it. And whenever you do see it, it's almost just like it's not even like you notice it. It's just because everything's running that smoothly. Everything's kind of like on a on. I guess everyone's on the same page. So whenever it comes to an issue, it's already basically resolved as it presides. But. I don't know. I think that 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 is an interesting thing because people do have like this weird way of putting their all into something and then like not paying attention to those little yeah, things. Yeah. And it's like, well, wait, but this is what you wanted to be doing and this is your chance to do it. Why not give it that extra mile? One of, one of the things I noticed um, this one, like, I wanted to go like hard, you know, like hard with the details. Mm-hmm. And I uh, man, I left so many details out like that I wanted to do. Like one was a. Uh, 
I wrote like 30 little notes, like handwritten, whether it be like a drawing of whatever I fucking was thinking in the moment. Um, leading up to the show, like in October, I'm like uh, every night I'd write like two or three letters. Like, oh, thank you for coming or like, you know, uh, you know, the trees love you. Some like, you know, positive shit. And I had brought those and it was like gold trim envelopes. I got a thrift oh, store. Like, it was nice. I wanted to like, you know, either pass them out or put them on trees, like staple them, like whoever finds it, like an Easter egg type shit. And uh, I missed out on that of uh, that detail, mm. and uh, you know, but I'll use it on the next one. Was it like a time thing or like a? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like just thinking, about, thinking about time. <laughs> PTSD on that one. <laughs> everything's crunched to the last minute, huh? Yeah. Like everything's leading up to the final moment. You're like we're doing touches yeah, to the I, very and last. and I'm pushing shit to the side, you know, like uh, like yeah. not the important things. Um, and 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 you know, that's one of the things I've been uh, slacking on is uh adding to more details to my shows and then thus adding more stress to myself. Mm. And so I have to find a balance of like, how can I add more details, AKA be my creative side and, you know, let other people delegate, you know, uh, all my other stuff. And, um, you know, I'm still trying to find, you know, I'm, um, I'm still trying to find, you know, uh, the right balance for me mm -hmm. where I'm, I'm most comfortable with, you know, letting more people be inclusive with me mm -hmm. and having giving my uh, more responsibility that I've been carrying for a while and, and uh, helping people do it. And uh, I think that's what I'm going to do in 2024 is be more open minded to uh, outside help and yeah, you know, dude. friends and stuff like that. Honestly, that's honestly beautiful because it does take that that opportunity to learn, you know, like yeah. it's, it's not that people around you don't want to learn or maybe don't aren't capable. It's it's maybe that they just haven't and that. They they could be utilized to your best ability, maybe even theirs as well. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so with Mike Check events, uh, is that mostly just you? Do you have like a a team around you, like a crew it's that like like a, at least like a couple people you know, like every time you are kind of yeah help putting that together. Point twenty three dialed in on that crew. Yeah. Which has been uh, Rich and Johnny, those um, and then Caesar and Thomas really stepped up for the most recent event. But twenty twenty three has been a lot of uh, Johnny and Rich. Those have been my two right hand men, um, and then, but not even them can be at every show I'm at. You know, Johnny has been a, there a lot for me, thank God. And uh, before that, you know, the, the majority of my career, yeah, has has been me. And then whoever's available to come help me out, you know, which it could be different people all the time, you know. So it's really hard to credit those people who help me in these little shows um, throughout the years. But uh, right now, Johnny and Rich have been, you know, by my side for. Uh, 2023, you know, and I, so that, you know, at 2020, 20, the end of 2022, I'm pretty sure I said the same thing I'm saying right now, but like being more, you know, inclusive and, you know, that resulted in me finding Johnny and Rich as like my, um, you know, my, 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 my core team right there. Yeah. You're, you're like associates, but yeah. probably even deeper than that at this point. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in 2024, I'm, you know, uh, I think we're going to expand the core team and we have a bigger team, you know, mm -hmm. like. Um, but you know, those are mainly, uh, promoters and stuff like that. But when it comes to like the grind, like the blood, sweat and tears, me and two people, that's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. So how long's like for something like among the haunted woods, like when do you, okay, I'll put this in two parts, I guess. Mm -hmm. On one hand, when do you start really putting it all together? You know, like all the execution, like setting up all the stuff, like the stages, the visuals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then how long out are you usually like preparing yeah. For the thought processes even to yeah. set that up, you know, because it's two different parts you got to kind of like put together. Yeah. At yeah. Point. yeah. 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 Um, when I f was first starting out, it was a, at least a two to three month from 
dropping the flyer, announcing it with a uh, event page and pick a link if there's one, two to three months ahead of the of show day. Um, and with the recent one, I wanted to treat this like a festival because you know that's what we're tra- that's the direction we're going to. And uh, and I forgot how he- ahead of time I was way ahead of time. You know, I'm stressing over like trying to get the date confirmed way ahead because I'm like putting that pressure. I've seen festivals know announced shows almost a couple months after the one that just happened mm-hmm. i was trying to follow that but i, I can't put a number to it i don't know, like it's it's a fucking blur <laughs> yeah, it's a blur uh um, well yeah i mean whenever you and two other people are running this entire operation it's like i i, I, I would imagine that it's difficult to keep a clear eyes view on yeah. everything and that those, has happened. those two people are are there for in my opinion the hardest part which is like the physical the physicality of it mm. the labor like hey let's this goes here like we got to move oh this yeah, right yeah, now yeah, like show or yeah. getting material with trucks and whatnot like hey bro like i we doing at 3 a.m bro i just found some fucking racks out here let's uh <laughs> <laughs> let's go finesse this stuff you know free free whatnot when it comes to like everything else uh like digital wise content wise it, it is a solo thing but them to come out on on physical days with me uh, which i need that um yeah it, it's it's hard to get a number on that on how far out uh for the most recent stuff i did which was the the bridge one i mean i found that on saturday and then i did a pre-test i uh, brought my speaker my generator and whatnot uh on saturday and then on Tuesday is when I did the real event. And even on that day, I dropped the address and actually confirmed. Like, I, I woke up that day on Tuesday not knowing if I'm even going to do that event or not. And then at 1 p.m., it's like, okay, I'm ready. Like, let's drop this shit. Um, so, it, you know, I, I live on both sides of the field where you plan really far ahead and then where you don't plan at all. But, you know, those are two different projects. You know? Not to, not, not to like kind of derail the question, but. Oh, yeah. Whenever you talk about like you were there on a Saturday and then it happened on Tuesday, like what brought you there on a Saturday? Was it just a place that you oh, brought like question. found or good was question, it were yeah. you looking for a spot or I'm, okay, just to add some context here to to that, me and the homie showed up and we're there, right? We're like, dude, this is sick work. How the fuck like where did he find it? Was he just walking? <laughs> like what we're like, where the fuck? Okay, doing my so over here. You want some more ice? It is a s- you want some more ice, Mike? Uh sure, yeah. I yeah. got you. No, it Thanks, was man. a sick spot though. Like just like the setup of it, especially uh, we were talking because we've been going to shows for a long ass time yeah, uh, now. For sure. Since we're both, so like probably like each of us probably been going for like seven, eight years. Uh-huh. And like we're like, dude, this is what we imagined when we first started going to like raves. Right? What we imagined Thanks, it would man. be, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it ha- has evolved since, of course. Yeah. When you know people had first started going to raves, but like that's what I imagined it would be, and I'm like. Man, the kids that are going to this right now are probably like they're gonna talk about that shit in like ten years and be like, my first ones I went to was you'll never believe it. is this place under a bridge. I ne- I didn't even know where it was. I lost <laughs> my pl- train of thought once I parked. <laughs> <laughs> Real yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Real shit. I was a uh, I did I did an errand on Saturday and um and you know I'm on I10. I'm like I can either take six ten to go up uh, to ninety to go to my crib. But I felt good that day, and like I felt awake, and you know, one of the rare times where the morning just makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my car was driving smooth, you know, usually kind of like, you know, uh, but it was it was a good day. And then I just sat on I ten. I was like, oh, it was leading up to my fireworks stand. Like I, I like my, I'm supposed to start on Wednesday, so it was a Saturday before Wednesday. Mm. And I'm thinking like, damn, like I got like a couple days left of freedom. Um, so I was like, shit, maybe l- let's go downtown and see if I can find a spot to do some shit at. 
Then I went to the same spot. I I uh, did two bre- previous shows like that. One was under uh, the bridge where you drive, on, or there's a homeless shelter now there. Mm. They moved in after I did my show. Actually, it was funny. That's like fire. a couple of days later, like I'm like, damn, we blessed that. For They're like, off. so we can get some people around here. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, we can be loud out here. Okay, bet. Yeah, it's perfect. You know, they kind of like followed where uh, uh, where I went. Uh, now there's like a, like a couple shelters out there now. Um, the first one was there, and the second one was in this little parking lot by the train track uh, on the open field. It's kind of hard to see if you were pulling up, uh, but it's like down a little hill. There's also a shelter out there now too. Another dude out there. Um, so I went to that same area, and I and I remember when I did the those two, there was that bike trail, and I remember seeing a biker, uh, bicycle going down there once and coming back like kind of quick, and then I remember I saw a car go down there once. And stay down there for hours, like like the day of the last show I did, uh, um, the the once in the blue moon, on September third or fourth, um, the last Renegade, I saw a car go down there and stayed there the entire night. And I was when my show was going, I was always wondering, like, did that car ever leave? <laughs> and then I, I thought about that when I was on on Saturday, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I wonder where that car went. So I went there and I went down, and I was like, damn, this is. This is iconic. What the fuck? Right. <clears throat> and then uh, and then I just started like parking my car in different places and see where I could walk from to get there. Mm. And uh, and I was like, this is amazing. And then uh, that day I caught up Johnny and I was like, yo, like you trying to like, you know, let's, hang- let's do a little hangout session about the bayou. Bring out some speakers. I'll make a little post and see who p- pops up. A couple of people popped up like less than 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's not what it matter. We were just testing it out. Right. It went fine. I'm like, wow. That went too smooth, bro. Acoustics like six hours. were good. And everything was sick. Yeah, bro. We were loud. Um, I'm missing my subwoofer, but that's in, re- in repairs right now. Mm. And then, uh, and then I was like, okay, I have till Wednesday to actually do something. So I was like, either Monday or Tuesday, I'm gonna actually do this event. And then you know, each day I'm going by, I'm like, all right, like, oh, and then I had a show on uh, Sunday or some shit like that. Um, so I got home Monday and slept all fucking day. I was hungover as hell. <laughs> I like, I'm definitely not doing it today on Monday. <laughs> like, all right, it's Tuesday. And then I woke up that day, make sure I, was, I felt good. And 1 p.m. I dropped it. You know, it was uh, conceptualized on Saturday and threw it on Tuesday. And uh, what well, was one of the best shows in that's fucking in sick, the state dude. that day? You know, yeah, dude, that fuck shit yeah. was fucking popping for sure though. Also, uh, speaking of like you're saying, like you had a show that's uh, Sunday, so you DJ too as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, from what I saw, you used to go by just Mike Cruz, right? Uh, DJ wise, yeah. Uh, Screwhead or so Screwhead beforehand, screw, but S K R U, right? Yeah, and the U was had two dots on it. I used to uh, call myself Screw, like the German U, like Uber yeah, type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, S K R U, and um, uh, and you know, I'm like a little young. I felt like a little young hot head. Like, damn, I'm like okay, I see this little vision I got going on. Like, cool. I uh, went to the screw shop out in Fuquah, I think it's the road or some shit like that. Um, and uh, uh, I went to go show him like, hey, like this is what I do. Like, I, you know, I mix EDM and you know, screw type stuff, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to get their blessing on that name, screw. And they were like, um, they're like, no, nah, like, I feel like if screw is alive, he would want you to like create your own path with his with your own name. The same way he created his own path with his name. Um, and then, and I was like, shit, you're right. And as I'm pulling out the fucking parking lot, I'm thinking like, dude, I need to make a name like right now. Cause I, I, I was ready <laughs> to drop a mix. Uh, you know, I was ready to push forward with it. And then like, as I'm leaving the screw shop, I'm like, damn, slab, my car's slow. And I had subwoofers out there, like subwoofers in there, like crazy. And my car was banging. I'm like, I'm kind of riding in a slab right now. <laughs> <laughs> I added the B to put some respect on the original, you know? 
Um, but yeah, and, and I see myself as three entities, three personalities. There's my cruise, lab, and my check events. And you know, a lot of people will think that like, oh, you're a DJ, you throw shows. Like, no, I, I'm a DJ and I throw shows. Like, I, it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, so I, that's a good question because like you're a man of diff- many hats. It's 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 different. Like I I, I, I talk to myself in th- third person sometimes. Well, well, that's fine as because I think that it shows that you're kind of able to diversify yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're able to kind of show yourself to a different degree how many different faces you have and yeah. how well you can do with those uh, avenues. You know yeah. what I mean? And not many people see like like the actual mic, you know, like actually mm-hmm. have a conversation and like sit down and shoot the shit, you know, like I don't really get that opportunity a lot because I, I don't go out that much anymore. And, you know, when I'm when I am, I'm just there for the music. I'm just trying to listen. You know, I'm just trying to chill. Um, and it's too loud to have a conversation, too. You yeah. know, uh, so, yeah, the, the, fucking with the vision right now. Fuck yeah, dude. Y'all's vision, too. <laughs> hey, thank you. I, I appreciate I it. Appreciate you on that. Yeah. With that, with that being said, too. So slab, is it like are you doing mostly like dubstep rhythm style stuff or do you, do you switch it up? Are you still kind of incorporating some of that screw stuff in there? Or is it like is it changed a little bit? As time's gone, because you know the changed. vision is gonna change. It, it, uh, it's changed. Like it's got more tighter, more than change. Mm. Um, I, 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 I definitely want to derive away from dubstep, even though rhythm is a part of dubstep. But you know, I think there's some rhythm that has dubstep sounds, and if something sounds like another genre, but it has the same skeleton structure of of rhythm, but it sounds like dubstep, like you know the um, just the noises it it has in the song, that's sounds like dubstep to me so you know i, I try to um uh, dial in on a rhythm that doesn't sound like dubstep uh try to dial in on rhythm that sounds more like space bass and deep bass you know mm-hmm. and there is rhythm where it does sound like that you know Kinda like 140 like distinct have you listened to distinct motive at all dude that and like so rhythm, like, like yeah 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 man like for sure and i haven't even produced but like just that little mixture right there could you know could go real deep and you know that's something i, I that's 2024 i'm looking into producing and I think that's going to be a game changer. I, I definitely got to get on that ASAP. Um, and then, you know, adding the screw elements, uh, I realized that, you know, the, you know, you know, DJ Screw worked with a lot of big folk, you know, like mm-hmm. physically big folk. Like their 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 voices were deep as hell. Sturdy. Sturdy. <laughs> I'm like, OK, so their voices are deep. Now, I like deep EDM, you know, deep bass. Right. And, you know, when they're rapping, they're like, man, I'm in the shit, like, and then I'm like, bro, that sounds like wubs straight mm. up. There's some songs where it's so slowed down, you can't articulate what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's different from this and, and you know, EDM? I see what you're saying, because that that incorporation is that simple. Once you find that in, you know what I mean? It's just like being able to kind of attack that. And at, at mm-hmm. that point, it's, you're not wrong. There are more than one artist. There's more than probably 10 artists in like the screw era uh-huh. that were able to really like kind of mask their voice as almost a wub to Dude, a degree yeah and i didn't even like i, I feel like no one even really knew it and um but i, I did hear uh like michael 5000 watts he had dropped a um like an album and had electronic in it mm. and uh i remember coming across that little uh project he had i'm like is this real like is this <laughs> the same and and, and and then even like um yeah yeah I, I was mind blown by that and then is this is um, a product of the simulation. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like yo my mind is bleeding right now, <laughs> but I, I'm like okay so I feel like he under he kind of understands what I would be doing, and how screw wouldn't just chop and screw hip hop he would chop and screw like different genres of like music, uh, not EDM I don't think, 
and uh and i was like okay so screw really liked blending in and, and mashing up different things and 5000 watts was you know uh creative with like definitely pushing you know boundaries on that and um and I was like, okay, so I I I'm, I think this makes sense because I've heard it before, mm-hmm. but not, like you know back then you know not deep you know, mm-hmm. and I think deepness relates to all this, and I feel like if DJ Screw was alive today, and we're I feel like he would get booked at festivals at like E Forest or yeah. wherever. Like I oh, feel like he definitely. would be like the like, thing is is that he would probably be one of the premier talents at a lot of these things, even if he wasn't booked as much as some other people, it, because he does bring something that is that unique. He like honestly is like his own thing type shit. Yeah. Like as a person, it's not like he is a genre type. Yeah, well, I, I guess know, was right? a genre, yeah. but if he was around today, then yeah, he could. I, it's it's hard to say because like you said, he didn't go into it like trying to music very much but it's one of those things where he was so malleable on every other genre it's like how could he not dude right? <laughs> like he was already teeter-tottering over genres man so like, say it was a fine line for sure yeah and it was back in the day too so it was it was hard for him to even get into that because it, it was way back in the day or uh, not back in the day like that but yeah you know um and like whether he be he would be playing like original you know chopped and screwed tracks or you know, or getting an EDM, mm-hmm. both of that shit would sound fucking sick. If I came up on that at a festival and walked up, I'm like, damn, especially on a sound system, dude. God mm-hmm. ah, damn, bro. The first time I heard Chopped and Screwed on an actual sound system was a DJ Screwed tribute event at Super Happy Funland on 420 a couple years ago. Damn, super happy. Fun as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that place got no AC though. You got oh, yeah, 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 you got a no you AC. You had to be it there at the right time, right, uh, you know, right time. Yeah, of the year. it could be brutal. <laughs> I love that place, man. I, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, in winter, like, it, it's fucking, it's nice. I forgot. Yeah, 420, so I guess it could have been cold or some shit. Like that. I don't know. And it was bounce and turn. Um, uh, homegirl put me on. I was working. I was helping her uh, throw that event. She, she was throwing that event, and I was just helping, you know, do the details and whatnot. Whatever she needed, I was there. And, like, the, the thing started, like, at 2 p.m., and DJ Red came on, and he's the only official SUC DJ right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess he was opening up the show. Or I don't know if it was in, uh, I picture sure he was there, like, on stage, like, all fucking day. And he just dropped this one track on the sound system, and, and I was working, and I stopped, and I was like, dude, I can't I can't control myself right now. Like, this is <laughs> sick. I'm supposed to be sweeping, but fuck that <laughs> broom. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, yeah I, was, I was dialed in like that, you know, and then that happened. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm separating myself right now, like. It was amazing, and then uh, that really inspired me to uh, continue wanting to hear that and share how I felt on that type of sound system. And, and honestly, like I really want to display that more. Like I feel like I don't display that enough, you know. And uh, mm. um, so I think you know, twenty twenty four, I'll be dialing on that, on uh, my sound a little bit more, or Houston sound, you know, and um, do that. The only thing I have issue is uh, having uh, quality tracks to where on a big sound system it'll sound great. Is you that know. something that is difficult to be able to like when you're I guess I guess it's not something that you would probably typically have to deal with mid show, but it's probably something you have to deal with like when you show up, like when you're doing sound tests and shit. Like do you have to like take tracks off of your like yeah. ideals and just be like, This is not playing how I want it to play. So yeah. I'm gonna have to go in a different direction on my yes, fucking bro. playlist here yes, type shit. Yes. Every system's different, bro. Yes, Every system's dude. not gonna hit the like same. House parties, thumbs. I'm in there, you know. Yeah. You know, there's a regular <laughs> sound system. I'm in there, but when it comes to like venues, like established sound systems and shit, like okay, I can't play this, I can't play that. 
you know uh it would be nice if i could do a sound check and hear how it sounds one day you know um um yeah to maybe hit them up do you kind of look at those like as an opportunity to like challenge yourself or is it more of like a fuck i gotta do this shit right now (laughs) yeah it definitely will challenge me a little bit more like okay cool if i can't play this and i'm dialing on this you know like thank god i love like um you know the shell i i love hearing has different avenues to it so if one avenue stops I'm into like this street, you know, mm. and I could go far down that street if I really want to, you know, and it, uh, that is, you know, rhythm, space based, whatever, uh, chopped and screwed. And um, yeah, those three and kind of like indie. I'm getting like miscellaneous tracks too, like like uh, emo or like indie rock. But I can't those play. Those are always going to hit. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But those I can't play too much on big sound systems because I don't have the actual files. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, like, so what, those YouTube type shit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When it comes to, like, you know, different type of artists, um, yeah. But when it comes to, like, producers and, like, EDM producers, like, yeah, that's got to be straight from the source. Mm-hmm. And it's not hard at all to find music I love that is available. I will say is like surprisingly for being in Houston, I feel like a lot of DJs don't really pay that homage though to like the screw and like the slowdown oh, as much. Dude. Crazy enough, like I mean, there are de- like Houston DJs, but I mean like in the EDM scene, mm. just specifically, yeah. you don't get as much of those people paying the homage to the screw. Which I get it, you know. What I mean, a lot of people probably didn't listen to that as much as growing yeah. up. They were listening to probably electronic music, or a lot of them actually were listening to the indie punk. Mm-hmm. Rock, I feel like that transition is pretty popular as well. Yeah, but, that'd be nice to hear. But it is kind of crazy, like that you don't hear that as much, and I think that would be yeah. cool to hear more of that, like slow to see, like I, 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 I kind of can see where your vision's going, like how that does sound like a web, mm-hmm. and just incorporating that into those sounds. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, really interesting. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty sick to see. Too. The um, I went to this one venue, and they were hosting a SUC tribute night. I'm like. Fuck yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> thank drunk. you, sir. Yeah, and I'm like, thank you. And I pull up, bro. They played like two tracks from Houston. Everything else was like Little Yachty and Young Thug. And I'm like, when is this supposed to start? <laughs> and, and I see people like, you know, hip hop heads there. And it's not even like a hip hop type of club. It wasn't even. It was like a like a goth or I don't know what a, what, what they're going for. Like an emo yeah. vibe. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vibe yeah like, like yeah, cool. You know, so I'm like, okay, cool. There's gonna be some cool people in there that aren't familiar with it, and people who are there are familiar with it. And I see people repping SUC and all this like screw shit, and like me and all these people like are just on the wall like this, like waiting and we're waiting for like some cool shit to happen, and they weren't playing it. And I called them out. I called out the venue. I'm like, bro, that's some whole ass shit. You just like use screw's name to make some money and shit. He never even fucking like uh, respected his name in the night at right? all, bro. Like, it pissed me fuck? off. I'm like, dog. Like even when they try. <laughs> To, you know, uh, put down the map, uh, they fail. Or it was it's just that one time. It's kind of funny how, like, you can get away with false advertisement like that in certain industries. Yeah. <laughs> literally how it felt. Like, Chris Brown will be here tonight, you ladies showing up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he felt. couldn't make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, a, I, was a, I was about to be a slut in that night. <laughs> it's kind of fucking crazy how they do that shit. I mean, like, you get all excited. You, like, bring your boys and everything. Oh, yeah, it's like, bro, yeah, it's going to be a squad. movie tonight. That's crazy. Yeah, it pissed me off for sure. And, and like, even at hip-hop clubs, I don't hear it often. And uh, anywhere, I don't hear it often. Even, like, at places, man, one of the things I want to do, and, you know, 2024 could be the year, <laughs> and uh, is, uh, you know those DJs at regular bars, you know, mm-hmm. anywhere, just a regular DJ playing regular music. Wherever. Yeah, we have a friend that does that, actually. Yeah. And, and he plays, like, top 40. They're consistent. Like they're consistent as fuck. You know, yeah. it's, it's a nice gig. They meet cool people. They're having a good time. 
and they take in requests all the time because that's like a part of their job is taking in requests. And I'm like, okay, what if I got to a, a bar or whatever a club and promoted me being there slab and did a chopped and screwed night, including requests and chopped and screwed any requests that anyone had. And no exceptions. Like, I'm not going to play this normal. Like, I'm going to chop and screw this. This is a chop and screw night. If you want to hear a song, it's not going to be how you usually hear it. Yeah. And, I, and you can shut the fuck up at the same time. A lot of people, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that'd be tight as fuck. People are going to be, be like, like Mariah Carey. I'm like, I bet. Let's hear how she sounds. And it could sound, it usually sounds amazing, chopped and screwed or, you know, slow down, you know. Something that I feel like maybe I'm just ignorant to it and it definitely still still exists. Mm-hmm. But something that I'm, I'm not privy to, if it still exists is like spin battles like i think like that was something that was very big in the 80s and 90s yeah, and right. shit like that and after be- things became like i guess electronically motivated like you have like the spin the spin uh what's it called the fucking yeah. turntables that like they spin like, themselves yeah, type shit CDJ, so yeah. like at that point it's like you you don't you don't have to have any skill in the turntable exactly you uh-huh. i just have to know what the buttons do and when to press no them no one's spinning vinyl vinyl anymore. Oh, yeah, right it. so that's what i'm saying is it's like i kind of w- would like a throwback to that type shit event you know what i mean like yeah. something where people could be like hey yo like i know that y'all still fuck with this shit even if it's not being played on the yeah. radio no more, and dude, type shit. Honestly, a sick ass flyer could sell the hell out of that. That's what man. I'm saying, and yeah. I don't know. Like, I just think maybe maybe it does still exist. I'm I just haven't heard yeah, about I it. I haven't seen it in a while either. But th- that's something I think that is like a lost art because that's like used to change music by like spinning it a certain way type true, shit. True, yeah. No, old heads would eat that up, and you know if it's at a venue like even like the hub doing something like that would be kick ass. Like the hub's a good place for that too because they yeah the yeah, way yeah, they yeah, do yeah, both kind of actually have them separated and. Have one crowd turn this way, like Scott program when they did like the bands versus the dude. Bands that's shit. such a fire scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah she was tight playing the rock, and then they're just DJing <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. I guess I guess you would need two sound systems at that point, and uh, yeah, I felt like some venues could could do that. I guess I might have to bring that up. Yeah, well, I'll let you know if I bring that up somewhere. And fuck yeah, and dude. I mean, because I think that there are these different like levels of which like what you're talking about is is that basically it's not screw isn't being played in Houston right now because these DJs around Houston and these venues are uh, quote unquote playing it safe. It's like it's it's a lot easier to play top forty shit or go yeah. into a, your own music or do these things. But like, absolutely, how, how can you play screw in Houston without anybody's permission? Yeah. Or uh, if you if you do it and you rep it wrong, then like, what is this gonna mean for yeah, for yeah, like yeah, what yeah. you're trying to do type shit? No, yeah, no, uh, that that's happened to me uh, quite a few times where someone will come up to me and uh, but the only times that would happen is when I would call it chopped and screwed. Mm. Like, hey, it ain't screwed if screwed didn't do it himself. And uh, I get that, but I also get how fucked up it would be if we let Chopped and Screwed, the, the name Chopped die and Screwed, with screw. die with Screw. Like, bro, mm. he created a legacy. There's three words that describe his legacy and describe the city and the sound. And you're telling me we should take away that and call it Chopped Up, whatever, whatever, you know? Chop not slop type like, bro, shit. All like, these weird names that they use. Put some respect on my boy's name, bro. Like, his name's gonna live with me to the day I die, bro. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna speak that shit to, you know, to whenever. And, uh, you know, I've been I've been preaching that for a while and I want to preach it more, bro. I'll be on the news if I can, bro. Like, yo, all y'all fucking old heads or whatever, whoever, like, please put some respect on Screw's name, bro. Like, and uh, there is a, uh, you know, uh, there is confusion to it because, you know, um, some say like, "Hey, Screw himself has said uh, that he doesn't like that," and I saw this one video of uh, like Little Roy, um, who was a old old head uh, from uh, that era, and he said, like quote unquote almost whatever, and he was like, "The only thing Screw had issues with 
was when someone <clears throat> would make a tape that chopped and screwed by not him, and they would sell it as a screw tape. Mm. He didn't like people calling uh, it screw and selling it, and if he didn't do it, and that I get because that's a product. You're, you're selling a product that has his name on it, and it's not that. And uh, I think that's a little bit different because back in the day, like you're selling a an actual thing, saying that he did it. Yeah, no, that's like attaching his name to it. It's, it's kind of like the idea of fucking like a Gatorade commercial putting an athlete on there that everybody knows type shit. It's like Michael Phelps don't got shit to do with Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> he just gets paid by yeah. them to because you know him and it's yeah. like this sells the shit. But like that's yeah. how that is seen. But that doesn't you know mean, mean that like Michael Phelps shouldn't be the face of swimming. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. like in this in this specific scenario, it's like why can't we have a genre called chopped and screwed and still have the understanding that yeah. none of this is done by yeah, screw. Yeah, I know, right? Like, and nobody is getting No one's saying that screw did this, bro. And no one's saying you should pay more for this or you should actually pay for this yeah. because screw was involved somehow. Like, that's not being done. It's yeah. just, it's more of a homage thing than anything at this mm -hmm. point. So trying to find a disrespect in it is is just that. You're just trying to it's find a, something. Like, back then it made sense because screw was alive and he was right. doing it and, you know, people were trying to copycat and make money off of what he was doing and whatnot. And that was the only way you could hear music is by having it as a product and, you know, listening and selling it on the streets and shit like that, you know? But now it's like, we're not, no one's doing that. Like, uh, that same uh, idea doesn't correlate to now. Um, and at this point, you know, over time, you know, his legacy thickens and, you know, legacy thickens, you got to name it something. Yeah. You know? And it's kind of weird because, like, and when you look at, like, art, like, like, like paintings and shit, it's like they people do that shit all the time. It's like this is in the in the style of Pablo Picasso. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, well, this is in the style of fucking screw. You guys can respect that shit and shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. Pay my boy. <laughs> now, I did uh, the other day, though. I mean, I think about the shit like every week. And the other day I was like, maybe I should call it chopped and slabbed. Mm. I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that is kind of giving like that homage level and then also personalizing it mm -hmm. to a level as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, that's so not bad. Not, now I'm now I'm conflicted. You said shit. Actually, maybe maybe I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like shit. Maybe I am gonna listen to the haters. <laughs> I do think that uh, idea is sick, though, for you to like do a night where it's like, all right, y'all come in with cool quest. Yeah, I'll chop that. People might eat that shit up, dude. Oh, I think they'll probably eat that. Bro, shit. if I'm at a bar and the DJ starts playing chopped and screwed, bro, like I'm not driving home. I'm not leaving, guys. I'm walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Shots on me, dude. Oh, I would eat that shit up. Yeah, I've 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 uh you know. Told a couple people like, "Hey, I got this idea, you know," and no one's really ate it, ate at it yet. And I'm, I'm, I will tell people that like would work with bars and shit like that. Like, hey, I know you got connections and shit, but nothing's really landed. Um, and you know, I usually, you know, I'm, I'm lazy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> at least you can admit it. I'm lazy. <laughs> uh, you know, I, uh, you know, sometimes the universe does come, uh, you know, forth with shit. You know, like when you texted me, like I was like, yeah. Like that, I've been, I've been waiting, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Like, hit me up. I'm like, and I've been telling people, like, I've been telling myself, <laughs> not people. I've been telling myself, like, <laughs> hey, whoever, go. whoever asks me right now, like, I'm gonna say yes, no questions, bro. Like, I'm, I'm there. And um, and the other, even at the fireworks stand, uh, I called this fucking uh Mexican restaurant right behind me, right behind my stand, and they got like, look at the to go menu, bro, fourteen dollar burritos, sixteen dollar burritos. Oh, damn. I'm like, all right, whatever. And uh. 
And then I'm like, okay, can you make sure there's lettuce, tomatoes, cilantro, onions, uh, rice? And she was like, uh, let me see if we can do that. I'm like, <laughs> you need you permission, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? For $14, you better have that shit <laughs> on there. And that was, a, that was ground beef, the lowest option, bro. Oh, man. Not even no, chicken, bro. And I'm like, oh, okay. She comes back like, oh, no, yeah. It only comes with beans and meat. We're going to have to charge you Fuck for the other no. shit. I'm like, no way, bro. So I go on a to-go menu. <laughs> I'm hungry, bro. I've been there for like 10 hours. That's so disrespectful. Dude, I was so pissed. I'm looking at the menu. I'm like, dude, there's got to be something else for me to look at. Everything's expensive. And then the next customer walks up. As I'm looking at the menu, after I got a phone call, nice-ass lady. I give her fireworks and whatnot. She's like, yeah, we're going to be we're gonna be, uh, popping this down in the parking lot. I'm, I'm the manager of a restaurant down there. And I'm like, a restaurant, you said? And then and I was like, what's your favorite thing? That one with the fat fucking expensive-ass burritos, man. No, nah, no, nah, the <laughs> other one. The other one. Pa- past that restaurant. Past the Mexican restaurant. Yeah, fuck that Mexican. Yeah, and then, and then uh, I was like, bro, crazy question, but, like, if I give you $20, can I come back with some food, please? And she's like, yeah, I got you. And, and dude, the universe fucking did its thing on that one, bro. She like, came back with a spread. Within, like, 10 minutes of me, like, figuring, like, starving and uh, – Dealing with that bullshit, a, a manager of a restaurant, the same parking lot I was in, other than the Mexican restaurant, came up came up on me and bought fireworks. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I love that shit, man. It, there is those, like, circumstantial shit. Because, like, honestly, like, in some circumstantial that I experienced that was like that is I work at a dental office, like, at a, oh, as no a front, front desk. Yeah, so there's this one cus, uh, patient that we have. She would always come in with her girlfriend, and she would, like, kind of talk to us, like, very very respectful type shit like how you guys doing like i I know that like y'all don't yeah i'm not a patient here but i'm just trying to check on y'all and shit like that it's like very very nice and like genuine and shit and there was like one day we just got to talking and she was like so like i have this business where i have like a van with screens on both sides of the van Uh and basically it's like it's like a driving billboard type shit so like she'll have businesses all types of shit and she was just like talking to me for a bit and i was like hey that's kind of crazy yeah like we have a podcast and shit like that she was like oh no yeah like what? i could like give me like a screenshot give me some shit i'll throw up like a, a an ad on my shit i'll drive around the whole city for you i got two of them i'll drive around both sides what? i was like for why <laughs> like yeah. i don't know you this is weird like i just i mean we had a conversation it was genuine and nice yeah. but like you don't gotta do that like that's crazy that you're even willing to offer that yeah. be, but i mean she did but like that's still like it's still that insanity where you just like meet somebody's like was i supposed to meet you right now yeah, like what yeah. the fuck is going on uh, it's, a, it's a blessing that's cool that that sounds like a job for me, just driving around, bro. <laughs> if you have her number, I I, I will legit call her. I think like, I got her business. I got her business card somewhere, bro. I will drive. I will. I'll, I'll clock in right after this. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go home at some point. <laughs> Forty minute drive. Yeah, I, c- I can make some sales. But nah, dude. I used to fucking drive for Amazon. Honestly, I used to love that job and hate that job. It was weird because I love the job because it kept me active kept me moving bro like i was in good shape every day getting sunlight getting like my fucking honestly it was also dope because i would meet all these different types of people and just like hey how you doing just like thank you amazon man it's like thank you (laughs) thank you lady (laughs) (laughs) i didn't appreciate you making me bring that couch up those goddamn (laughs) stairs but have a good day (laughs) bro when when before we started and i got this chair outside yeah i see this like couch hanging off the fucking second balcony <laughs> right here yeah. and i'm like is this guy about to drop it and there's one guy down there like this and i'm like is this guy about to drop it yeah. and, then, and, and then he starts walking away like back to the truck i'm like did you just throw that up there 
He's like, yeah. And then and I get my chair and I see him. He's like putting it up and the other guy's like lifting it up over the fucking <laughs> rail right here. I'm like, what? Hey, I'm not going to lie. That's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, I was cracking, bro. I can't bro, really remember just, that one. Just, you thought he was about to catch that shit? You're like, wait, wait. Mr. <laughs> Strongman, what did you just do? <laughs> yeah, like, I thought you were about to drop it, bro. Like, I'll keep not it. Surprised. I see a lot of shit happen. Like, just in this vicinity, just, it's always some impressed, random shit. bro. I love that shit. That's fucking hilarious. Like, what the So you're going to catch it? <laughs> I'm, like, do you need, I'm about to ask, like, do you need help? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm about to see an accident happen. <laughs> Holy it's shit! So, so bad. It was, it was, it was murder potentially. <laughs> we'll see. Hey man, right place, right time. Yeah, that was the end of it. But uh, it was slab though. Uh, so I was gonna ask those like, De- was dubstep your first love, or did you like was fall in love with like any other type of EDM genre? Was it like uh, like techno? Was nah, it nah, the it was hard style? It was nothing? a lot of uh, no, it was yeah, it was dubstep rhythm. You know the hard stuff. And then uh, I guess I discovered at one point, uh, you know, a deep bass, freeform, experimental space shit. What was your first show? I actually don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know my first rave. Oh, my first festival was you and me in South Padre in 20 whatever. Oh, shit. They're bringing that back. 20 you know? I know. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I hope I'm there because that'll be a, a flashback for sure. Oh, yeah. That was like my first real raving experience. Um, but I went to raves before that. Um, that that was the year when DJ Snake dr- debuted, turned down for what for the first time live. That's kind of good. Do you know how crazy. long ago uh, that shit turned down for what? I just made this or whatever. They were like, "What'd you make?" And he was like, "Turn down for what?" Crazy, bro. The whole world said that shit. That is kind of crazy though. Uh, was it like did it? How long was it? Do you think before? Roughly before you're like, I'm gonna throw my own shit. Um, fuck it. Hmm. And what like made you be like, fuck it, I'm gonna do my own shit? Was it like you were just looking at the scene and you were just like, I feel like I want to bring like the underground up, or were you just like, I just love throwing shit because I love yeah. the homies and I love the vibes. So I I felt that energy before I could label it, and you know like, dude, I mean I don't know how often DJs do it now in, in shows, but back then. Every fucking major headliner or whatever would be on some inspirational shit talking about if you love what you do, you know, keep on doing it. Don't give up. All that. You <laughs> they know? really do that. They do there that. was a lot of that, bro. And and every time, bro, I feel like they kept on looking at me. <laughs> I was rolling. <laughs> I was, He's talking to me. I was definitely geeking out at the moment. <laughs> And, uh, That's hilarious. Uh, and you know, I, so I kept on feeling it, like, damn, bro, like, 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 maybe I'll have a purpose in life someday, you know, whatever. You're just sitting there, like, every one of you motherfuckers is talking to me, and I don't get. Yeah, did y'all have dude. a meeting before this? Is my face on the backstage wall, or dude, weird what the shit. fuck is going on here? Weird <laughs> shit would happen, bro. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, weird shit would happen. I would always be front row. I was a front row slut, bro. Like I was all up in that <laughs> shit, like yelling. You know? Rail runner. What is it called? Rail, rail rider. Rail rider. Man, I was like, I was a like a conductor of like, like I was tall as fuck. I'll turn around and see everyone's face. I'm like, <laughs> just fucking everyone's like, yeah. It was tight. It was tight. And then um, I actually had a head injury uh, two times in one year in junior year of high school, and I had uh, lost all of my memories, lost who I was. Oh. And beyond that, what happened? Yeah, dude. First time. <laughs> yeah. Wait, dude. that happened on two different occasions. In one year, 
Yeah, yeah. In the same year. Uh, so you gain memories back, and then you lost. Yeah, them yeah. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, I went deeper the second time. I've been here before. <laughs> yeah, uh, the first time I was uh, hitching on the back of a car, not knowing how to skateboard, and uh, just rolled down like two blocks in the neighborhood, just on concrete and shit, and then blacked out. Don't remember that, and then woke up in the bed, and then you know in the bed I see like posters, like a, a poster of a car, and poster of like Kid Cudi probably or whatever it was. And I'm like, okay, so this is a boy's room. I'm like, okay. And then this lady kept on checking up on me, like, every 15, 10 minutes, like, giving me water, giving me snacks, and make sure I'm okay, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, she's acting like a mom, so she must be my mom. And then I, I looked You over didn't recognize your mom? Nah, I didn't That's recognize crazy. my mom. Yeah, dude, I didn't recognize my own bedroom. Damn. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, honestly, you not recognizing your mom is probably a little, like, more serious than not recognizing your bedroom yeah but i I, either one is fucking insane and like literally i'm coming to and everything like i'm I'm in there i'm like what's going on like like and i instantly knew something was going on like Mm. something's wrong with me right now and i look to my left in bed and i see you know i I don't know what phone it was like one of the slide phones with the keyboard and Mm -hmm. i'm like okay that's a phone it must be my phone and had no lock and and i'm I'm like i'm looking at text messages like okay kara marco seeing these names I'm like, this must be my friends or something like that. Uh, and then I go on, on the videos and, and photos of, of the phone and I see something from last night. I'm like, oh, shit. And uh, and then I see someone had my phone recording me fall. And then as I saw that, a lot of shit came back to me. But not everything, bro. Not everything. But, but it, it was more of like a wake up call type of thing. Yeah. I, I'm like, OK, I know what happened. I hit my head. Right. That, that was it. That was basically like, oh, shit. Fuck. And then. um took months for me to recover you know i went back to school not knowing uh what where my next class was i had to have my paper back out a map of the school Damn. didn't know who my friends were anymore people would come up to me like hey what's up mike i'm like yeah yeah oh shit i gotta go you know like thinking, <laughs> my name is mike like, i don't know <laughs> who the fuck you are like, they, thought, <laughs> they thought i was busy but i'm like dude stranger i gotta go <laughs> nah, it, was, it was in school so i was safe and shit um i uh exempted all my finals Cause I can't remember anything. My, my teachers knew what was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was sick. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you don't remember anything? Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a real sick joke, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, need you to Mike. Take your test now. <laughs> sure, sit the fuck down. Like, shut up <laughs> during the tax test. And then, um, <laughs> second time that happened was also right before finals. <laughs> uh, the actual that was the the, the semester, the half year, and then the actual like, finals. All right, Mike. First time we got it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. This is obviously a ploy to get out of your test taking. We need you to do a little bit like better. The, uh, <laughs> this is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, and uh, second time I uh, came to in the hospital, and um, my memory was so bad, bro. Like I had my uh, my uh, my mom and my dad had got me a cucumber lime Gatorade. Like as soon as it came out, like a brand new flavor, so I was really confused. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? This is weird. And I would, I would repeat that every every two minutes. Like, what is this? Mm, this is good. Mm. And then do it again. Like, what the fuck? In the whole hospital, like, like it I was like short term memory type of thing. At that moment, yeah, That's yeah, crazy. yeah. And then, and again, not knowing who was who, blah blah blah. My be- uh, one of my best friends back then. I don't talk to her no more. Uh, it's been a while. We just she lives somewhere else, and uh, she still doesn't believe me. He thinks I was just like fucking around with her and shit. That's crazy. Yeah. And then um, I had You're like, no, not a joke. I clearly yeah. just have head trauma. <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah. She gets back. She's like, I think he's fucking with me. I don't know what You're it like, is. Sarah, he's 
fucked up. <laughs> Give him a break. He's Dude. trying to recover. And, and like, and people always thought I was on drugs at that time, bro. Like, they're like, oh yeah, he's on acid. And I, yeah, I would. <laughs> I mean, I wish. No, nah, there was there was times I were on acid at school, bro. Like, <laughs> so like, you're like, all right, I don't know anymore. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. When I recovered enough, at least, like, at senior year, I think I was. It was when I was like, recovered enough to like do psychedelics and shit. Um, that was a good time. <laughs> and uh, uh, and then uh, I got into this like uh, Ponzi scheme business, okay. Um, you know, like multi level marketing, whatever. And I didn't know any better. I'm like 17 years old, and as soon as I turned like 18, I officially became a part of it. I you know threw my 500 dollars in, and um, and then I got to meet like millionaires, bro. Like I, it was actually a really good uh, environment for me, for me to be in. I was in suits. Every week, going to these meetings and ballrooms. Fucking flew to Phoenix for a big ass meeting, bro. Like, I was in there, and um, the the girls I was closest to was dating the top dog of of our region, mm. and you know, so he wasn't close distance from us. Every time he had a meeting, like we were there. Like even though it was a private meeting with a couple people, like mm. I, I would be there, mm. and um, because we were all friends, and one of the girls was dating the guy. Right, and um, so y'all had that in. Yeah, we shit. were yeah. in, bro, and I was meeting millionaires, bro, and man, I got advice from a lot of people, and then uh, that guy recommended me uh, a book by Napoleon Hill, and I had read it, and how to think and grow rich, right? Yeah, yeah, I think one. grow rich. Yeah, I read that, and then um, that was like one of the first, and that was after school. Like I think I was out of school. No, I was in senior year. And that was like the only real thing I learned that year was was from that book. And then uh, That's crazy. last page, last sentence, uh, I put the book down. I'm like, damn, what do I want to do? And I was like, okay, what do I love? And I bo- boiled down all the shit I love, whether it be like amusement parks, games, or food. Because uh, I was serving. I was a waiter at that time, too. I was like, what, what am I good at? Uh, what do I love? And I boiled it down to two common denominators, which were people and music. Mm. I was like, put those together, and that's a concert. Like, I think I want to throw a concert. Mm. And then I did it that year. That's crazy. Yeah. What was the first one you did? Uh, uh, April 28th, uh, Swangin' and Bangin' Music Fest. That's my mom's birthday. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's a good day that day, for sure. That's crazy. Yeah, April 28th, uh, I threw that show. Uh, then I then August 27th, I turned 21. So I was 20 years old when I threw my first show. And then December 10th is when I threw my second show. Uh, both, you know, had like at least 100 people each and it, it looked dead though it was, it was a big little spot indoor it was actually a multi-stage event multi-genre at hip-hop reggae and edm on both nights that's crazy both events yeah yeah it's so so among the haunted woods was me kind of like full circle moment because it was my first time again doing a multi-stage event and i'm like this is this is what i've been wanting to do ever since i started was you a do festival strictly EDM? Hmm? you do just strictly edm uh the first times it was edm and hip-hop Two stages for one and one, uh. So you know, uh, I wanted to. I've always wanted to do a festival. So among the Hunter Woods, really like, did that for me, you know. And that's why I took it so seriously. I'm like, this is what I started my whole career for to do an actual festival. And um, you know, the most re- the Woods was most legit festival I've done. Um, yeah. Not not to like. Okay, I just want to state for people not to like shit on the other one that was also going on at the time, but. Between that one, there was another local one going on at the same time, and they had some like big headlines. Yeah, the yeah, headliners yeah. were fat. Yeah, I think you know what I'm talking uh-huh. about. But I saw way more like people like posting about among the Honda Woods at that d- period of time, yeah. and, like talking about it and stuff, as compared to the other one, which I think se- says a lot about like how involved you are as well yeah. in the community and getting people involved. 
Because the other one also had a lot of like other people that throw local events mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. No, big time. To right? be a part of it. But I think there's just like an element there that, like you said, it is in the details that's important to like actually connect with the people yeah. that you're like going to be throwing the events for and stuff. But I saw a lot of people like posting about Among the Honda Woods. Like really? I was, because I always look at stuff like that. Like I'm like, what's going on? Like, because I actually yeah. really, I really care. I mean, that it, it, the scene, not to sound cheesy or cliche, did change my life in a way. And like, so I always like stay tapped in on stuff to just see like kind of like it, what state it's in at the moment. Like yeah. especially post-COVID, everything changed. You know what I mean? Yeah, Pre- you got to keep an eye on that shit now. Pre-COVID, post-COVID. Like pre-COVID, it was popping. Everyone was lively. Now it's like you could see like took a dip. But I like honestly, thanks to you in part too, like it's starting to. Appreciate it. Open back up. Yeah, it's starting to st- you're starting to see some energy kind of come. It seems it, like it's taking time, but it seems like things more like delved into pockets. You know, like there's these pockets of people yeah. and pockets of like uh, circles and things like that that kind of like keep things. Genres going. have kind of like deeper down the rabbit hole type of thing. Right. Yeah. But it's like it's almost it's kind of like you said it's like it's getting back to that point where those pockets are starting to intersect a little bit more maybe and it. Obviously, the end goal is to get it to a point where people can act like a Venn diagram. So you can like exactly what you like, but as long as we can come together and connect yeah. as a one another and see what we also like together and connect on those things. And sure, it'll be easy to take our differences and compare those, but that's not exactly what we're here for. We're here to try to see, one, we can celebrate our differences instead of like using them as fuel to attack one another type of thing. Yeah. And st- and also we can use our similarities similarities as the fuel to burn the fire of this connection. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that can, that is, I think, something that gets lost in this thing. Is like it it's it doesn't really matter when it bo- when it really gets boiled down. It doesn't matter what exactly you like. If mm-hmm. if you like music, I like music. We we can connect on that. And yeah. maybe it's not the same type of music, and maybe it's not the same artist or the same. It, it maybe it's not even in the same of like medium. Maybe you only like listening to vinyl type shit. It's mm-hmm. they th- there's these differences that people have that, that they latch onto and look at as like, well, no, th- honestly, I'll stay over here and just hang out with my friends because you're a little too different. It's like yeah, that's weird that. as fuck. <laughs> we too can, many times, yeah, you know what I mean? Annoying. But those. What? Suck a dick and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Those events stay on that help. side. <laughs> <laughs> they do help bring people together, though. And honestly, among the haunted woods, uh, like from what I saw, I would love to go again uh, next year. I think it yeah. was just like when it happened. I had already gone to a festival like a couple weeks before. I was broke. Broke. You already you, you yeah. know the vibes. But yeah, I was, I was roughing it first. But I'm <laughs> gonna have to. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to swing through for sure the next time. Yeah, no, I th- and I did. We did like four. Four events in 2023, four or five events out there uh, at the property. And, um, you know, and that was us trying to, like, build our name out there and establish, like, yo, like, we're coming in hot. And then now that I feel like it's hot, um, I feel like now we need to do two events out there a, a year or start doing it annually and actually treat it like a festival. You should. Yeah, uh, because, like, like, the yeah, uh, we're at the time where it's like, okay, we could run out of parking. We could sell out, you know, um, the venue and shit. Venue. I don't. I don't see it as a venue. It's a ranch, you know. And I've stayed. Have have a lot of good moments out there outside of throwing shows and shit. But it's all out there. Beyond existence is on a ranch. Mm-hmm. In Austin. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Creek I don't ranch. know if we yeah. would go to that. 
yeah, busy it, it, week for me during yeah, yeah. that time. Fuck it's, yeah. a, it's on a ranch out there, and people love it. I've heard yeah. nothing but good things about it. Uh, even, like, not on the same end of it, like, being a ranch, but, like, I, I'm sure you've heard of Infrasound, maybe. It's, like, all based. But, like, they do a spring, and then they also do a fall one yeah. as well. Yeah, no, I, I need to get on that for sure. And they do a New Year's Eve event. But, like, I think that's also always a good idea, like, something like that to do is, like, where you kind of curate to the seat. Like, having two yeah. one, one for sure, but if you're able or capable of doing two, yeah. I think any more than that kind of gets a little hard. Yeah, no, I, I can't but imagine people doing it every week or doing a show every month. Dude, no, that's hard, dog. Like, men- mentally, bro, like, how, how can you have enough brand? And they don't. They usually, like, start, you know, uh, you know, freaking out or stressing like crazy. I wouldn't say freaking out. I, I don't know what, how they handle it. But, you know, you always hear, like, people having burnouts and stuff like that. It's like, dude, you got to. You gotta find your balance, and you not you don't have to shame yourself for not doing too many shows. You know, like just go on your own pace, bro. Like, don't think about time. Just go when you feel like it, and that's what I did on Saturday and Tuesday. Just when I felt like it, right? Um, and you know, uh, um, you know and the other route. side of that is even a little bit more dark, where there are people that aren't experiencing burnout because they just don't care. Like I can, right. I can, I can pump right. out a show every, I can pump out a show every month, and I don't oh, have to dude. fucking worry about no, this shit. No, for real, no, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I so like, it, it's it's different sides of it where at, at least you get to tell yourself when you look in the mirror, I'm doing what I want to do, and I'm putting my fucking best foot forward. Yeah, that is something that not everybody, well, for sure in this industry, but not everybody in, in other industries can be able to say that when they look at themselves. That it, it takes courage. It takes like a lot of work. It takes a lot of pull, like like you said, stress and all these things of trying to make sure everything's gonna go right. But it also takes that leap of faith, that fucking that first step into that realm of saying like, "Yo, I like music and I like people. I'm gonna throw a concert." You gotta yeah. do that, bro. You gotta think about what you want for yeah, yourself, dude, and you gotta it find down, that. Bro. Like, yeah. put that shit in a pot. Turn up the heater. Throw it in the oven if you got. Boil it down. What's at the bottom? Like, what's the most simplest way, the most minimalistic way you could see uh, what you love and describe it in one word or two words? And from there, think about all the shit that surrounds those two words. Really, music and people is a concert. Like, that's the, the definition of a concert, I think. You know, there's nothing mm-hmm. else that goes around that, an event, you know? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think people need to try doing that. I agree, cause that it, it even if it's not throwing a concert, even if it's as simple as fucking knitting a sweater, bro. Like, do what you want to mm-hmm. do and yeah. do it with conviction because you want to be doing. Knitting that a sweater could be like you know if you bowl, if you were to bowl like where would knitting a sweater come from if you boiled it down like that could be, I like silence and I like, you know, uh, working on my fingers. You know? Yeah, uh, like someone could have that fixation of just their hands, you know. And like, okay, which is honestly hands? pretty prominent in today's world with like the phone usage and shit like that. People like, yeah. like as I used to be like, if you smoke cigarettes and you were trying to get off of it, you'd like always see people with, like a bag of chips because they need something in their hands type <laughs> shit. Yeah. But now it's like, I mean, I'm busy all day on my phone. If I'm not, I can play Angry Birds or some shit. If you I could know, smoke I mean? my like, phone, I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, <laughs> that's shut it down. Shut it down. That's not <laughs> where I was going with that. But all right, <laughs> uh, um, but no, dude, exactly that is is that you do really have the option to kind of think and grow rich, hmm. and it's 
it is take it's not just reading the books it's taking the knowledge and applying it to your own life yeah and that is something that is a little bit harder than reading <laughs> yeah. yeah no i have to i have to read that book again and uh dial in on the instructions because there's instructions in there bro like the instructions are so clear it makes you feel stupid like mm. like like is it is this is it that simple it's not that easy come on yeah i'm, like, I'm reading it i'm like <laughs> You call me stupid right now? Like, is there like a asterisk here where you gotta like have yeah. a million dollars when you start know, this? Right? Like, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, no, that was a cool feeling when when actually doing the instructions like that. That a uh, couple months or year it was when I actually read the book and applied it, and actually was writing down and doing this stuff and then did it. I'm like, damn, I just did that. Like, I the work, the book worked. Like, absolutely, right. like it worked. Like, there's no no questions about it. Like, I did exactly what it told me to, and I threw my first fucking show. That's doing crazy. It. I took a three-year hiatus, though, after that. So, you know, I'm 27 right now, and I threw my first show at 20. So people think I've been throwing shows. or No, no one thinks about it. I don't talk about it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I haven't thrown shows for seven years. I took a three-year hiatus. So it really has been about four years. And then on 2019 is when I came back and did my uh, first show, uh, that, which was my third show. And uh, I don't know how. And that I threw my show the night where Elenium came into town and did something at That's Revention. Tough. And that's really no, tough. It, was, it was it was perfect because it was it? the venue closed at 11 p.m. Oh, yeah. so everybody's looking for something and to bro, do. I was like less than 11 minutes away. <laughs> yeah, bro. People came, dog. Pull up, bitch. Bro, people came. I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah. And I'm like, dude, I still got it. Like, this, like, yeah. I, like I'm, I'm in there. It got so busy. I'm like, you know what? Free. <laughs> I'm like, I asked one of my homies came in. The I door. made my money. <laughs> no, nah, not even, bro. I was like, dude, I don't know. I don't know where's my money, bro. Like, whatever. Like, I mean, I had whatever in my pocket, and that was it. Uh, uh, my my one of my homies came in as soon as he came. He's ready to party. I'm like, Arturo, can you can you please sit at the front door and, and charge ten dollars a ticket, please? And then you know, and then he he didn't do a good job, which I don't expect him to. Like, he wasn't paid for. He wasn't expecting, he was expecting to be a door guy. <laughs> when I saw him walking around, just chilling, having a good time, I'm like, all right, yeah, that's what, that's it, that's it's whatever, like, it's that's whatever. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm not gonna stress on it. I love that guy. You know, uh, he stopped out. He stopped out a couple times. He's fucking dope. Fuck yeah, dude. Do you have a venue that you you kind of miss, like uh, you miss, or like is a venue you love that's no longer around? Yeah, East End Warehouse, and then they got uh, turned into Houston Underground. And then yeah, I remember. I, I don't yeah. remember before that, but yeah. I I went to it while I was Houston Underground. Yeah, for, yeah. I had, uh, when I had I had got arrested when I was like a junior freshman, uh, for like bro, like crumbs of weed. <laughs> went to jail that for shit crumbs, me bro. Off, like dude. I'm talking about like less than a gram in a little dust, baggie. bro. Yeah. And then um, you wanted me to smoke that officer, you like, fucking asshole. What do you right look, now, what I look like? It's gone, <laughs> and I won't be high. Like, <laughs> that's not shit, bro. Uh, and I was like 17 years old. Um, and then when I would go to like downtown to go pay my fees or whatever, like every month or probation, I don't know what, what I was there for every month. I would go park at the place where East Down Warehouse would have, uh, was going to be turned into at that point. It was just a, a bar, like a Texans bar. And, uh, that was the only like closest street parking. I found I was comfortable enough to park by, and I would walk to jail, whatever, did my shit, walk back, you know, drove off. And then years later, it was uh, that place, that bar turned into a venue, and I threw my first show there. That's crazy mm. to think about. Yeah, the I place used to park there all the time, and then you to go to jail, whatever, and pay my That's fees. Crazy, bro. down bad, and then yeah, it was the start of my career. The whole area was the start of my career. Um, this guy, uh, Alex, he uh, 
Um, it was at a uh, House of Creeps, which is in that area now called Terraform. One of the OGs, shout out Chris and all that. Um, they had a show and had went there. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is the place where I used to park at. <laughs> when I, you know, <laughs> I'm like, man, I know exactly where to park. I'm good. And then you know, I'm partying in there. And then uh, uh old head Alex, big boy, uh, he came up to me. He see he sees me like walking with all my friends. I was with like six people, and then we're in there. He's in there too. And he's like, hey, I, I noticed you walked in with, like, uh, you're with, like, six friends right now. Like, uh, I'm throwing a show next week. Do you want to promote? Like, let's see if we can bring your people out here. I was like, uh, sure, yeah, whatever. And then uh, I worked the door that day or that uh, week at, at uh, Last Concert Cafe, which is down the street from both of the places I've been talking about. That's All crazy. in the same area. And I uh, worked there. And, uh, you know, shout out Alex. He was the one that actually thrusted me into throwing shows. Into being a part of shows, and then after that is when I threw my first show down the street from where I started everything. I'm so, just so crazy in that way. It's but like he just like noticed you and your friends was like, I want you and your friends in a at dance my floor, show. In a dance floor, and yeah. then that, that randomly. Crazy, and to him, that man. could just be like not even that big of a moment, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just he like, was I just trying to make you know, trying to make his show look nice, make money probably. But I mean, he saw something in me for sure. So shout out him, and that's also in the same area where I threw the bridge rave. The most oh, recent shit, one, dude. all in that area. So that that area is where I, when I was driving on I ten that day, on Saturday, I was like, where should I go? I'm, like, I'm going back to my my stomping grounds and seeing seeing what else I can find. I found like I found like four other spots on that on that Saturday. I'm like, damn, I could throw here, here, here. But it's wild. Yeah. But that bridge just spoke to you. Like, I, I, I had I had backups that night. I had backups <laughs> that night. If that had shut down, I had backups, bro, for oh, sure. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We're still running. Yeah. Three blocks down. Yeah, literally, <laughs> bro. Literally. <laughs> Bro, that place was kind of wild. Though. It took me a minute to find the that place though, cause I had yeah, never. dude. Been, you get like gives it's the address, but then you know you get directions to where to go, and I was like, "Am I even in the right spot?" I'm glad right? you made it, bro, for sure. Some people, some people. Uh, I mean, I had one person like, "Hey, bro, like, uh, like, where's it at? Like, hey, are the cops there? Some girls yelling, cops are here, cops are here." I'm like, dude, nah, bro. That's a tweaker or some shit. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> we were there till like seven in the morning or six in the morning. Like, no, there's no cops at all. So man, that was just like one little uh thing. I'm like, damn, I, I wish they had you know pulled through. Regardless of that, a lot of people came through. And I saw this one video of this girl. She sent to me like at the show, and she's like across the bayou what the in fuck? some other bike trail, and she sees the lights under the bridge. Like, where do I go from here? I'm like, bro, you gotta go across the river, bro. Very, very far, actually. <laughs> Dude, people, people were parking in places that I didn't know. Like, there were at, people had balls to park at. <laughs> and they would walk, bro, like walk through the little like trail by the bayou, like jungle esque, and walking across another bridge and and walking across with the trains and shit to get across. I'm like, damn, bro, I I didn't know we ran out of parking like that. We didn't. <laughs> no, I just think no. they just didn't know how to get there. So <laughs> that's what it was. They just parked somewhere and just walked. They're like, well, I see the lights. Um, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, so the lights. All right, pull over. <laughs> we'll, f- we'll figure it out. And I drove my homie back to his car. I was like, why the fuck do you park over here? Bro? <laughs> like, he parked far as shit. I was like, he's like, I didn't know where it was. I was that's like, all right. That's awesome. No, that's fucking like, dope, bro. Like, I, I'm, I'm so glad. And, and you know, uh, Austin, I don't know if y'all been to the bridges out there. Have y'all? I've been to a, a couple of them. I haven't been to no any shit. concerts at any bridges out there. Yeah, that no. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. You're, you're, yeah, same. <laughs> I went to one bridge rave, and there's this uh, these bridges. There's like three or two tunnels, like traditional bridges, and mm-hmm. like with the with the scoop out, and uh, or like square out, and um, and uh, now people are throwing shows there like every week or every month, and like oh, each shit. tunnel will be a different show. Oh shit! Yeah, that's bro, sick different as genres. Well. 
They're throwing shit in the park now too in Austin. Like yeah, just pop. Yeah, like there's like a, a specific part they go to. It's out in the public. Like they don't shut that shit down. They'll people. A lot of people yeah. show up. They just post up and just throw shows throw in the park. That's pretty sick. Yeah, bro. no, I was that uh, spoken word. And I was I was fucking like jealous. I'm like, dude, like I don't want to move to Austin. Not that I really thought about it, but I was like, fuck, like I wish and I wish we had something like this. And then. I was like, fuck, I got to do it. You know, I, I, I got to come through and, and, you know, compete. You know, I, I'm like, I have a competitive side. And, you know, fuck Dallas now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. Fuck Dallas. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there cool with you. Nah, fuck Dallas. Nah, Dallas is real cool, too, man. I'm jealous of them, too, bro. Like, for real. Like, they're heavy hitters, dog. Like, they're, you know, the ca- the base capital of the state, at least. You know, and. Uh, as far as money. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, like, even, like, when it turns, like, base music. and sh- like, Oh, Like, base, they sell. Gotcha. Bro, like, if, they, if you're booking a base show there, that shit's. Pack. Yeah, dude. Really? Yeah, I know, pack. right? It's not it's that hard here. to, or I don't know if it's hard, but uh, I've noticed that like it's hard in Houston, and I think maybe dude, it is harder here for some I reason, dude. Like compared to Austin, Dallas, dude. If you throw some people are fucking there yeah. here. You're like, please come, come. I beg come, you, come, please. <laughs> Dead crowds every now and then, you know. And I, it, it, the only difference I see is the distance, you know, of how big Houston is, you know. And we were talking about it earlier, like how how a minute here is a minute something else on the road yeah. and you know when people see like oh it is that far but 30 minutes away where it, 30 minutes in austin or dallas is just going into town 30 minutes in houston and you're like you're fucking you, you're on the road uh faster and longer you know you're you're more likely to wreck or you got to pick up a homie you gotta do this you gotta go get you know gas or food and then you're like damn i want to go back home at this point like i've been on the road for so long even though it's the same amount of time yeah I mean, uh, honestly, from my time hanging out in Dallas, it's Dallas is kind of like Houston in the way it in the way it's laid out, mm-hmm. but it's very much more condensed. It, it must That's be. where it is. I think Austin's more condensed. Austin too. is well. The thing about Austin is, is it doesn't. It, even though it is condensed, it doesn't have to be condensed because it's a college town. At the end of the day, you have fucking a hundred thousand twenty-year-olds at in, at your disposal at any given time that have nothing better to do other than just come to your park concert. I'll <laughs> you say know this, what I mean? Even like, then, dude. though, I have uh, a couple homies that DJ out there too. But like, they say like pretty much like if they throw shit or like if they're going to anything like even like the people like the older people like people are more willing to like go and just enjoy yeah. the music. Yeah. There. Well, yeah, no. It's probably more people who are like fuck it, let's go out there. You yeah. Because like you, you're in college or you're. Maybe just one person in your friend group is like, fuck it, let's go. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't got a car. Who's, who's going to pick me up? And it's easier to pick that person up. Out here, it's like if one person is like, oh, like, let's go, fuck it, let's go, they're the odd one out. That or it's like, fuck it, let's go. Uh, you're 30 minutes away from me, and then that place is also 30 minutes away from me in the other direction. So yeah, you should come to me, and then dude, we'll go there. Yeah. But at the time of this conversation we'll probably get there like three hours from now so like yeah you want to go still no like, word for word i don't actually <laughs> word for a word bro like i've had that conversation too many times i have to look that's a thing out here and i feel like maybe that's not that much of a conversation elsewhere in different cities like i thought people don't talk like that out in other places i mean it's, it obviously happens it's strange because it's like the only way to go against that is to kind of like 
make these outskirt cities around Houston mm-hmm. a little bit more popping mm-hmm. to where sh- you don't have to go that far to get to a certain place if mm-hmm. you do live outside of Houston type shit. Yeah. But even that takes away from what Houston can be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, New, about New that, York though. ain't New York because really? of fucking upstate and shit. You know, like, yeah. don't, nobody give a fuck about that unless you got money. Yeah. And L.A. don't they, they have like a whole feud with fucking San Francisco and shit. Like <laughs> this ain't this ain't let's yeah. make these other cities great. Like, so our city's Diego. great. This is all about like how can we get this city to be fucking great? Yeah, <laughs> thought about that, though, because like here there's potential, I think, now because this area is gr- well, not this area, but like further south mm. towards. Galveston, that whole area is growing rapidly right now. They're building so much shit. Like, I'm thinking, like, throwing some shit out there, but, like, I feel like you just, unfortunately, it might have to be that way. You start building in those areas, and then you start moving that shit back inward into Houston, be like, yo, we got shit out here. But they have a couple venues out here, too. Like, there's this place called uh, The End that's not too far from here. They mostly do metal shows, but Uh, that place has been popping fat, too, like, super fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, good Good to hear, bro. Or metal, like the metal shows are going insane over there right now. I think it's just interesting that like we would, like the the route to get Houston quote unquote on the map is a route that no other city has had to take. <laughs> it's like Miami is like. I mean, honestly, we got coke and bitches. You guys want to party or not? Messi <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy Butler, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that that's a really good way to put it. Like, we gotta have a different approach, or it's gotta be done differently, or something like that. I mean, I don't know. Because, I mean, like, people look at it as, like, well, New York is about, like, their business, and L.A. is about the entertainment and shit like that. What can Houston be about? It's like, why are y'all looking at it like that? Just find out what Houston can do and do that, and let's do it great. (laughs) Honestly, bro, like, like, I mean, before the woods and before these renegades, I was doing a lot of warehouses, Mm -hmm. um, you know, different warehouses on 34th Street or, you know, Sandman Studio. Shout out them. Which that was the place where, I, yeah, uh, where I did that Atlanta show, and um, uh, other warehouses, uh, Dumble Street, Hogue Street, um, fucking Hardy Street, and uh, dude, Houston's so big, bro. We got so many businesses and manufacturers, blah 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 blah. I'm like, dude, we got warehouses out the ass, bro. Probably more warehouses anywhere else in the, in the country, bro. Like, we got, we built shit, we make money out here too. New mm-hmm. York's all like, you know computers skyscrapers and shit but like bro we got warehouses bro yeah, yeah. Dude, which is good too and i'm like but we gotta find one that we're on a very like we're definitely on the manufacturing end we need more but, warehouse but partners. we're on a very large scale manufacturing end especially with like the port and everything like that mm-hmm. there's a lot of money that comes through houston it's just not like it's dirt it's it's not dirty money in the way that you look at like cartel money (laughs) it's just not like clean money like shit that you don't have to get your hands dirty yeah like like i'm resting at home after my shift bro like right good point yeah yeah that's real shit and it's crazy to think about because i remember when uh purple hippo in dc people did not want to go it was just so out of the way from it technically bro. people would just not want to people be like ah shit that's an awesome show yeah nah Cause yeah, I mean forty. I mean from here, it's like forty five minutes. From it's like here? yeah, by the time you pick from here, yeah, it's like forty five minutes. Yeah, bro. Like, on the south side too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So forty five minutes, right? And then you're like, oh, I, I gotta pick up my friend. Uh, I mean, actually, we're hungry. We we're gonna get food on the way. <laughs> real shit. <though. laughs> real shit. By the time you're like, ah, nah. <laughs> you nah. talk yourself out of it. You're like, I am gonna be driving it, all night. For me, if you smoke <laughs> weed, I'm like, ah, uh, shit. You can play Xbox and stuff, dude. Dude, <laughs> what, what is it though? I, I, dude, when I would smoke weed before school, 
bro, I'll be like, fuck this, dude. I'm going back home, bro. Like, I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, nah, dog. I'm getting out of here, bro. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't, dude. I, 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 smoking weed is a whole different, like, that shit's hard. Doing acid, though, was a lot easier. Excuse me, <laughs> but <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't necessarily have to drive uh, far. I mean, I'm home. No, no, I'm trying to relate to what you just said, but no, uh, uh-uh. like, uh. <laughs> what like, venues? Like you, you have to drive far. Like what? What are things like? Like I mean, I used to do like drugs and shit. Mm-hmm. And now I don't really do it, and I'm realizing it's because like I want to be able to drive whenever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. Like if I gotta get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Or or like someone uh, one of my homies like it, it's broke down on the highway. I'm at a, at a I'm at a party. Like bro, I want to be able to like whip out, right? You know? And when 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 I'm on drugs, it's kind of like that's kind of one of the things I think about. I was like, where are my car keys? Right. Like, where's my car? My car okay? Because like, dude, if I were to lose my car, like I'm I'm like it's gonna be a huge hit on me. Right. And thankfully, uh, my car has been good for over a decade. Been driving the same fucking car. And, Fuck yeah. you know, and, and, and the more, the, the more has been lasting is like, dude, that's, it's become more valuable to me in my life. Like I need wheels. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> if I can't drive it, it's like, I'm, uh, I'm, I feel a lot. And maybe that's a Houston thing, you know, cause we we're talking about like how big it is. Like you need a car out here, bro. I mean, shit. Yeah. You in, need places like, car. in places like New York, people don't even got cars cause it costs more money to have a parking spot wherever you're really? at. Than yeah. It, yeah. Bro. Like this, like I remember somebody talking about it on, it was on a podcast that. or some shit, but like basically they were saying like. Rent in New York is crazy, but find, wait till you find out that it's like seven hundred dollars a month for a parking spot. Oh my god, your car's gotta pay rent too, bro. Your car's gotta pay rent too, oh, bro. So that's why it's a lot cheaper for people in New York to just take the subway. Even that. if you pay that shit three sixty five days a year, it's still cheaper than your car note, gas you would have to put in that car, plus the wow. your car rent type shit, bro. Like that's that's not cheap. Yeah, no, so it don't make any sense. So you gotta take the subway. But, no. but here it's like, I don't got a fucking subway, bitch. What the uh, fuck? Yeah, I gotta drive. Like hours <laughs> probably. I don't know how slow they drive. I I don't know how many stops they gotta pull up for. And I remember shit like the parking ride where you can just pull up and ride the bus, but it's still like, how I'm getting there, bitch. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I'm going so to I'ma take an Uber to the parking to the ride. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'll just go home at that point. Now, in San Francisco, uh, I lived there for like eight months. Felt like forever, though. And didn't have a car out there. And you know, everything was all good, bro. Like, I was, you know, could leave the rave at 6 a.m. and find my way home easy without a phone. You know, and uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it's a totally different ballpark. And I, like from living in the one of the smallest cities in the country, probably probably in the world, one of the most condensed cities in the world, living in one of the biggest cities in the world, um, yeah, no, it, it, it makes sense for me that it, it is hard out here to throw shows, you know, um, you know, and and every uh, a show or a venue has to have something creative. It has to have something different, bro. Like you gotta spice it up. You can't just be mm. a dance floor, a sound system. Uh, in a bar, you gotta be more than that, bro. Like you really gotta fucking work harder out here, man. It sucks too, cause it's like, ah, man. I w- you know, I wish there was like a, we could just promote and it'd be like a place where it's like I know the vibes are gonna be there and I'll be there. But you're right. Also, I think what I noticed is like post COVID, you had Rise Rooftop pop up. Then you had fucking um, what else? 9 p.m. or Ava started getting more popular around then. Yeah. I think there was another venue that ho- opened up around that time. And then, of course, on top of that stereo. So you're like, man, we got all these new venues now. And yeah. it's like one for every genre at this point. Like, it's yeah. its own thing. And it's like, god damn, now I got to compete with four different venues every weekend. Yeah. Like, so it made it even harder for people to want to go to the locals because they're like, oh. And, I mean, tickets at 
especially now, people are like, ah, do I want to pay $20? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like you know, established venues who are, you know, popping every weekend, every month, whatever. Um, like, like you know, like, like you can't, like I said earlier, you can't just be a silence of some dance floor in a bar. But, you know, places that have that and do good, their fourth element is that they have people there all the time. Like, you know, Bauhaus or, you know, Rise or Warehouse Live. Thinking, like, they have yeah. that element, which is uh, basically the most important element is having people in there. You could strangers and new friends and meet all that, uh, all that stuff. So they, they could get away with that, you know. And, and, and they still do a good job. Like, they have their own, like, designs and stuff like that. Like, they really do a good job. And, you know, there are, you know, so many places that are busy or iconic to so many people for their own little reasons and stuff. But, you know, when you don't have that and you're throwing one-off shows or you're an up-and-coming venue and, and you don't have that fourth element, which is packed out every time, you, you ha- there has to be something else. You can't just keep it simple. You know, you got to – and, you know, how we are saying earlier, like, we, you got to sh- – uh, Add details to stress over. If you're not stressing, bro, you got to add something to it to, so you can it's stress constant, over. It's constant work to, like, build that, sh- to really, like, create that energy there and create that energy around it. The promo team, too, like, like constantly promo, constantly posting stuff on the, on like. Yeah. But if you post too much, you don't want to post, like, over the top. Yeah, Because yeah. then if you do that, that, too, then people are, like, I'm tired no, of some people, shit. Some people have told me, like, hey, bro, like, thank you for not stuffing the shit down our throat, bro. Like, like you're, you have shows, you have good shows, but, like, it's not annoying. It's tough. It's a tough balance to do, and it, I mean, it's hard to see. Is, is there anything that you would say, like, you really want to work on to kind of, like, make that happen again, or, like, something to kind of create that environment and see that again and, s- like, see people really popping out for the underground a little bit more, like, for the local shows, and it's, like, it doesn't matter who's on the lineup necessarily. You're getting people there. Uh, What was the, what was the first yeah, part? Is there something, like, you think about, like, you've thought about, like, that it might potentially be able to bring people out a little bit more, like like I mean, that element that'll bring yeah, people right, right, right. together, especially in Houston. You know, warehouses and um, and outdoor spots is I think the two places, especially outdoor places. Um, you know, uh, I think there is a psychological click when you when you're in a place having a good time and you're not surrounded by four walls. If there's no walls around you. I uh, there is something that happens in your head, and you know when uh it, it, it's a beautiful moment when you could you know extend your arms and be completely free. When your body feels free, your mind will feel, will feel free. Physically, if you feel like you could run there, run here, and everything will be okay. Uh, I think that's a animalistic nature that uh humans get stripped away from whenever you start building buildings. Whenever we're no, living in buildings, you know, uh, we there lost There is that. something psychological there because that's why – well, not why, but that's a portion of, like, why beachfront properties are so, like, good real estate because, because there is that psychological aspect of being able to, like, have that fourth wall broken mm. type shit nice. where, like, yeah. where you have three walls and, y- and one of them might be glass facing the ocean or something. But, like, that wall is kind of – even though it's there, even though it is, like, a secure point for you to have your air conditioning and keep the bugs out and da-da-da-da-da, what that wall provides is that extra sense of, like, openness and also, like, freedom to, like, the – I guess it's not just, like, the – like how big the world is but it's also like how fragile the world is like yeah. you're living on an ocean that is uncontrollable type shit and that shit could yeah. like crash into your property at any time yeah. 
but it it's it's also like this beautiful like chaotic like psychological thing yeah. you know what i mean like anything can happen type of shit it's like it's like not a reminder of how big the world is but it's a reminder how how small the world isn't mm. you know when when you realize how the world isn't that small it, 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 that's just the first step of like being an animal mm. animals they, they can see beyond they can see trees and cracks of trees and shit Sunlight hitting shadows that you don't know where the shadow is coming from. You know, you, we don't get that in buildings at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, is there a certain element of you that it has to, like, worry about whenever you're throwing an outdoor event about, like, weather and shit like that? One thing. The warehouses, outdoor, and the beach. Mm. The beach. I was going to say, have you been to We've Neon Sands? I haven't had the chance yeah, to Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. no shout out Neon Sands. Shout out Ann for sure for on that. Uh, Brian and Cody. Uh... Uh, no, yeah, the beach, and uh, that's something that I, I, I really want to pick up on. 2024, before it gets too hot, I got to do something out there for sure. Dude, something primal about being on the beach. It's fires, too, bro, on the beach. Something just, like, yeah. it brings something out of you. you like, uh, you can't, I can't even waste. explain. Damn. You said primal, but that's probably the right oh, word. Oh, I'm yes, ready now at this point. <laughs> yeah. But we're saying... <laughs> No, uh, but I was saying is is that there's some is there a level of you that has to like oh, uh, that extra added a stress where you're like well fuck yeah. is it gonna is it gonna rain is it gonna, oh, gonna be dude. a thunderstorm dude, is it gonna yeah. be too hot outside you know like uh, I mean I want everybody to have a good time but I can't control that shit yeah no one, one, <laughs> of, one of the things like on the staff sheet I had for Among the Haunted Woods was um having roamers and that's mm. something that we did when when me and my boys went to uh uh Imagine Fest in Atlanta or Rome Georgia. Uh, and we did campground security. I was like, bet, bro. Like, we need to learn how to do that shit professionally or whatever. We need to learn how they do it, which they didn't do a good job. We did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, fuck them. The, but the, <laughs> they at least gave us the, the, um, the structure. The blueprint, yeah, the maybe. blueprints. Like, hey, do, mm-hmm. do, do that. And then we filled it on void with how, how we do it. Me, Johnny, and Rich. And then when we came back to the woods, we were like, okay, let's do this. Let's have this on payroll, actually. And um, so that's one thing that I feel like needs to be done for outdoor events. Like, hey, happy will flashlights out there. Have someone with a high vis vest and flashlights running the outskirts. You know, never know. I mean, a lot of shit. Like, they won't find anything most of the time. But you know, it's just it's a good look and it's just in case. And then uh, rain wise, yeah, dude, you're fucked. You know, like, uh, <laughs> uh, thankfully I've been able to dodge uh, like three rain uh three events i had out three outdoor events i had that rained on me and i was mm. able to tackle that head on like the bridge one dude it was crazy shout out gary isaac uh stuntman um and uh dude we were like during the show bro and we we're putting wrap uh tape on on the speakers and wrapping up plastic i had extra plastic i always bring extra plastic with me on outdoor shows and tarps and everything it was fucking it was wild, bro. Dude, that's and then the woods. Crazy. Uh, January seventh. Uh, we called it Neon Woods because it was in collaboration with Neon Sands. Uh, Cody, um, and uh, rain happened on there, but thankfully we had the barn. The, the, the that event wasn't big enough to where we couldn't host it at the barn. Mm. So the day before, we're like, damn, are we gonna set up in the woods or are we gonna set up in the barn? And I was like, fuck, we have to move to the barn now. And we got mm. we got start working at the barn now. The day before, so we brought all of our shit out there to the to the barn instead of the woods. And um, that was a crazy event. Mm-hmm. I had to make an announcement talking about, hey, uh, now's your chance to get your car out of here before it gets too late because you have the possibility <laughs> of getting stuck out here. If you get stuck, you'll be fine. Uh, if you could wait for us, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, uh, but if you don't want to leave, we're here. Music's not stopping. Let's fucking party. Everyone's like, wow. 
like right. going feral, bro. Like it was like nobody's moving their fucking car. No, <laughs> I mean a couple of people left, but like a lot of people stayed. A lot of people stayed, and it, it was a, that was a magical moment for sure. It was awesome. And that's sick. And dude. then uh, the most recent, no, 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 no. Uh, when we brought Trendcast out here. There was, dude, that storm that happened in Houston shut down, like, X-Base. Like, X-Base uh, flooded out or some shit that night. Oh, shit. Houston was flooding out. Mm-hmm. We're all in the woods in Cleveland, Texas, an hour away. And people are making, like, statuses and posts talking about, don't go to the woods, be careful. Like, you know, not on shitting on me or anything. They're just like, yo, like, be careful out there. Don't go if you, if you don't have to go. Like, stay safe at home. All this shit. I'm reading this shit, shit as the show's starting. I'm like, Damn, like this is not a good look, but like, hey, respect. Like they're looking out for the homies and shit. Like, right. whatever. It's like, guys, come on. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's not raining that bad. No, it <laughs> was though. It in was. Houston, in Houston, it was raining was. bad. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm yeah. here in the woods. I'm like, we're chilling, we're chilling. And then when the headliner got on Trendcast, all the way from like Wisconsin, uh, he, uh, during his set, I, I'm checking the radar like every five minutes. Like, dude, this shit's getting close to us. During his set, I see, uh. Uh, fucking the the radar the the rain bubble splits around us like it was coming at us and it just splits and it goes like that and we're like right here and i showed the headliner during this set he's like no fucking way that's happening right he now he said so moses is in the building dude, <laughs> he's like, he's like, dude it was, that was a magic one because not it wasn't just me looking at the radar everyone's looking at the radar yeah is this shit about to fuck us up <laughs> or like, not? No, people are getting phone calls like their parents are like are you okay like where are you are you like it was that bad out there bro or in houston yeah, but we were literally in the safest place we could have been. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that was that it just like kind of like voided around you dude, guys. I have, yeah, I have to sh- show you all screen recordings of that of the my radar. I was screen recording sick. the fuck out of that shit. I'm like, dude, what the hell? That's sick and, as fuck. Yeah, you know, I got lucky on that. You know, uh, how can you go against the rain? You know, it's like right. you don't. You just cross or have a backup plan or. That's kind of why I asked this because it's like there's only so much you can do. You can try to be like prepared for it and try to have like a backup like situation. But like theoretically speaking, it's like I want to do everything I can to keep this event from being canceled. But everything I can has nothing to do with the goddamn rain. Yeah, Yeah, we we were looking at lightning as well. That's the most important part. Right. We're still looking good on all those three uh, occasions. And um you know, and, and I feel like if it rains, it's like, hey, take the opportunity, bro. People, when was the last time you danced in the rain? Yeah. Like, you danced in the rain with no music, or you're just dancing in their acapella out in the rain. Like, yo, put some speakers on that and, yeah. and have a good time, you know? So, like, at that point, it's like, hey, cover up the generator. Cover up the speakers. Cover up the decks, bro. Like, put a tent over all that shit. Like, that's doable. That's manageable yeah. with a couple hundred bucks. Like, if you don't yeah. got all that, if you don't got the, the two tarps or three tarps, you can make that happen with a couple hundred bucks. Walmart, come back to the event and then set that bitch up. You're good. Get some plastic trash bags and tape. You're good. You can't it's find about a what way. you're willing to do. You can't find a way to get around it, bro. Um, but you know, it's easier said than done. Sure. Yeah, it's so hard. That's that's honestly inspiring to like hear you say because it is a lot of people would see that as like a a moment of like. Well, fuck, I tried to do what I could and then this happened and it's, I didn't know what to do. So, like, I guess I'm done. But it's like there are these things that you can do. And I mean, even if it got to the point where, like, something got fucked up, like a, a subwoofer or something like got fucked up by the water, it's like 
Well, we can get another subwoofer. It's not gonna be cheap. I get that, but it's like this yeah. isn't the end of the fucking world. Yeah, that's what I'm going like, through right now. <laughs> like, like my pops told told me a story where it's like uh, it's an old TD Jakes story. I don't know if you t- know who TD Jakes is. He's like a, a Baptist pastor. Uh-huh. But like basically, my pops he's a very devout Christian, so he sends me all this shit, all this mm, uh, like I don't want to call it shit, but like he s- sends me all these like uh, what is it called? Whatever. Sermons, all these oh, sermons, yeah. like video sermons of like TD Jakes talking and shit like that. So there's one where he's talking about like basically the idea is is a guy comes out of a bar or a bookstore or whatever he's at to eating lunch or doing whatever he's doing. He comes out, he sees his cars on four cement cement blocks, his tires were stolen, and he he opens his car and he he realized they took his catalytic converters. Basically, Damn. they took everything. His car is just he can't do anything with it. It's just there. It's just sitting in front of him, just like basically laughing at, at him in his face. And so he's just screaming and yelling, man, my fucking car, my fucking car. What am I going to do about my fucking car? And some homeless man comes up to him. He's like, man, you act like you ain't never going to get another car again. Yeah. And that's what that is. It's like you're you can't sit in these moments of quote unquote failure or something happening and da 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 and be like, man, I, I don't know what I'm going to fucking do. It's like this is not the end of the world, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Take this as a le- learning lesson and move forward. We can find another car. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Mom- moments, you know, like uh, when I lost all my memories. I lost all my moments. That's a good point. And, you know, and it's it's all a moment. Like, they're so all very, very important to your life, man. Like, losing that shit, you realize how, how much shit means to you. And it's like, um, you know, time and moments, you know, if one moment happens, but you still got time, it's like, okay, the equation is still going on. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the most important part of life is still going on. You know, you just lost a moment or a moment's happening and that could grow to even something bigger. You know, shit, to to a degree, the parking spot that you was n- going to jail every week type shit, that parking spot turned into a venue. Yeah, you really know, like did. that's that is something that equation was something you didn't know whenever you was pulling up to pay your ticket every week. Yeah. But you pulled up every week p- to pay your ticket to a spot that you were eventually going to throw your first yeah. show. That in itself is that exact thing that you're talking about. So like you, you you can like be a voyeur of what you're dealing with, but you don't have a real access yeah. to what that's going to lead to. Oh yeah, and that's beautiful. Yeah, dude. Degree. Imagine, imagine if we could put like life into math. You know, like, like hey, like life is math to a degree. My my car got towed and this and that. And if you could write that shit down and actually do an equation and figure some shit out, I mean, that's uh, playing God, figuring out what predicting, the, or it's not predicting. I mean, or it is predicting, which isn't playing God because predicting's natural and shit. I mean, if you really think think about it and you can figure out what could happen, it's like, you know, if you're only thinking about what uh, something bad that could happen, you're not thinking about what good that can happen, then that's on you. You know, like everything's 50 50, either bad or good. And you might as well focus 100 percent on the good because because the bad's going to come. Yeah. Yeah. 100, yeah if I you mean, focus 100 percent on the yeah. good, then you're not going to realize the other 50, the other half of the bad. Yeah, and you know that, that's good it, enough to live life. I with. heard, I think I heard David Goggins talking about it. He's like, basically, if you live in the bad and only focus on the good, then you won't experience the bad. You'll only experience nice. the good, and that's interesting because it's like you could really put yourself through hell every day, but not be in hell. You can be in the gym, do what you need to do, go through a rigorous workout, go to work, be, do what you need to do, <laughs> deal with everybody's bullshit, come home, do what you need to do. Like it, it, there, there is these ways to like put yourself through rigorous work while not experiencing a bad experience type shit. And that's something I don't think people do enough of. And that's something that you obviously did to find what you wanted to do. And then all, 
also build on that. Like it's hard enough to build a foundation, but it's even harder to build upon a foundation. Because yeah. one, it takes you to fucking do that shit. It was you just did all this shit to build the fucking bottom of the pyramid. How you get to the top, motherfucker? Yeah. You want to sit up there, don't you? <laughs> yeah, no, time, bro. Time, time is always the answer, bro. For sure. That's crazy. Cheers. Well, honestly, I think that's a good spot to wrap it up. We do appreciate you for coming on. Honestly, it was a great episode. I loved every minute of it. I feel like we went through a fucking yeah. ton of shit through it all. We learned a lot as well. Uh, and if you don't know, if you didn't gather now from you this. Now you know. <laughs> uh, In there. Slow, loud, and banging bass. Mm-hmm. Or bitches. <laughs> However you want to call it. <laughs> Boobies. Bobcats. You know, never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it felt nice. Hell yeah, thanks. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Menchi, we did a back-to-back, and it was a free-form back-to-back, bro. Like, no, like, you want to do two songs, I do three songs, or, you know, three songs, I do three songs. Like, none of that. We are just, like, in and out, in and out, like, stepping in the house. Yeah, it was, yeah, I'm like, ADHD-wise, shit was tight. I'm like, I'm, he was like, how long you want to go for? He, not that he said that, but, like, people were like, oh, how, how many do you want to go for? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, like yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he would because he was start, starting a new track. I'm like, okay, bet, 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 and okay, cool, I can get ready. And then, it, yeah, it was fluid. It was fluid. It was, it was, it was a great. I know so many back to backs that night. You know, the whole night was back to back technically. Yeah, she was tight as fuck. Yup. All platforms, slap dubs, all platforms. Yeah, do that thing, do that thing. Thank you. I'd say, you know, look out uh, January 27th on DJing at a gloving competition. February uh, 9th and 10th, uh, doing something with Sounds From Below from Dallas. They're coming down to Houston to do something. So, you know, that's another collaborative effort that is coming to Houston soon. So that, you know, right direction with that shit. Uh, Native 13 is getting postponed uh, until a later date, probably February-ish. Uh, or I, I don't want to say the date yet, you know, like, like Secret Secrets. And, uh, and yeah, the, the deeper the better. Um, yeah, yeah, all that shit. The deeper the better, man. Yeah, thanks, dude. Cheers.